And so, uh, you know. You live in this? Is this live in? That's right. Are you gelling? Am I what? Are you gelling? Where's gelling? Not that commercial? Are you gelling? It's kind of, it was this commercial for no. Dr. Scholl's, like these inserts. I really don't remember. Shoes that are like gel, they're made of gel. Mm. Like soft. You mm. gelling? I don't remember that. I, I may have been in Israel. I don't know. Could be. It's an old commercial. Mm. So we're experiencing a blockage. There's a blockage. What does that mean? There's What's a that? there's a, an obstacle to our ability to proceed to discuss certain things. It's just, it's a it's a uh, it's an immeasurable rift. What, what, which is what? Which is that you've never watched <coughs> Frankenstein. Mm. Okay. You've never seen, I was actually shocked. Uh, I didn't have the, I was taken aback when, mm. when, when you admitted you hadn't seen the whole Johnny Dangerously. I haven't, I probably saw it straight through. I just saw it a long, long time ago when I was, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. You know, and I thought you were a big fan. Mm. I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of the of the phrases. You sneaky bastard. <laughs> you made me organize holes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> once. No. once. 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 My mother, my mother hung me on a hook once. 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 Then the they, door closes. They put, like, <laughs> they put Haman on a on a pedestal once. Once. I never, you know, um, what's his name? That idiot comedian that I used to like, Jim Gaffigan. Uh -huh. He's like, he's like, I have more <laughs> pictures of my kids than my father ever looked at me. <laughs> he is. Oh, that's he's, funny. He's, he's that's very funny. On how many, you know, we take so many pictures now. He's like, I, yeah. I have more pictures of my kids than my father ever looked at me. Dude, it's 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 just. But I'll tell you why I'm saying that. Rampant narcissism. Yeah. My narcissism is like... Like... Because I never look at myself as much as in these podcasts. Like, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, holy shit, my... Like, this mustache, this dude, part that's of the not... mustache, like, half the length of this. What the hell is going on with that? How come my... How come this part of the mustache... So what is your... So what is your... So what does your Abba tell you that you... You told me to... You know, you know, you know what my favorite phrase no, is to he's people? He's looking out for me. He's looking out for me. He's no, I know, but you know, like I, 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 I don't know what it is, man. I, my entire life, I feel like you've been surrounded by people who are constantly making comments to me. Not just my parents, like friends, different people. Critique comments, this, that. You know what my my phrase always has been. Who cares? Uh, for the folks at home, I know I know what it seems like to you right now. You might be you might be thinking that's <clears throat> that's a little rash, Greg. You got to be what? open to uh, accepting. You know, like what you you never you can never use any advice. Uh, just yeah. In Greg's in Greg's defense, um, as a as a as a Russian fella from, yeah. from a Russian culture, we're not yeah. Russian. We're from a Russian Russian speaking. 
yeah. Russian speaking, it's more than just speaking. It's you know, it's a mentality. It's a mentality. It's a mentality. mentality. It's a way of doing things. It comes from the Soviet Union. We may not be Russians, but we come from a colorful. It, 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 it came from top-down right. things from the, from Moscow. There's <laughs> a lot know? of unsolicited advice. <laughs> and in in Eastern, I'm sure it's not just unique to Eastern European culture, but hmm. in Russia and Ukraine, there's almost nothing but unsolicited advice. Yeah. You know, and it gets a little. You know, it gets a little much. I don't feel like Germans offer a lot of unsolicited advice. They just don't, they, they don't generally like to speak to people. Or... I think, I think if anything, like, you know, the, the culture, the German and, and British culture permeated America, you know, what we call Americans. And you see it in the kids, you see it in the people our age and younger. Sorry, there's like a weird noise. Oh, second, sorry. Um, our age and younger to where it seems like the parents just kind of let their kids go. And, no. Um... no, no, I know what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm, I'm referring to something different. There's a certain um, <clears throat> uptightness about. It's not uptightness. It's a certain um, etiquette, a politeness. Yeah. That it's considered a like a like a level of disrespect to first of all, to talk too much. Yeah. By the way, Italians, I grew up around Italians too, um, at least as much unsolicited <laughs> advice. Oh, yeah, of course. As, uh, of course. The Torah gives us advice about. Sorry, I'm going to put a jacket on because it's freezing in here. Advice. Yeah, of course. What? I'm sorry, I missed what you said. What did you say? I said I'm going to put a jacket on because it's freezing in here. <laughs> Weenie. <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Weenie. No, it's, it's cold, you know? So. Yeah. A man's supposed to be like, it's fine, you know? I can yeah, take it's it. fine, it's fine. Yeah, I could sit here for three hours in the, uh, you know, Arctic. Anyway. Back when Bill Burr was funny, <laughs> mm -hmm. he, did this, he, he was talking about, like, this guy that he saw in the news. Yeah. Sometimes, like, they do this these goofy news <clears throat> people on the street, mm -mm. you know? Yeah. And this one guy, he was, he was standing out there. It was, like, freezing cold, but the guy was wearing shorts. Mm -hmm. You know, he was wearing a jacket, but he was in shorts. Yeah. He's like, what is that guy trying to prove? Like, is he trying to like show women that he's like, like good genetic stock? Like mm -hmm. he's a survivor. He has the traits of, uh, you right. know, he can, he has, you know, he can keep his legs warm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, anyway, but, um, it's, but the Torah gives us advice about giving advice. Okay. And what, what's the advice? It, the Torah calls advice, it, it calls it uh, adm admonition. Yeah. You admonish your fellow. You have to admonish your fellow. What does that yeah. mean? When somebody <laughs> nowadays, you know, we have, we have a lot of, when we hear certain words, we're like, you know, we, we react to them incorrectly because we don't use them properly. The word admonish <laughs> means to, uh, to counsel a person who is uh, receptive to it. Yeah. Yeah. A person first, you have to first know they're receptive to it. Yeah. Like, I remember this one guy. It's kind of funny to me. I was sitting, this is in Far Chabad a long time ago. I was sitting in, in the big the big synagogue over there. Not synagogue. Yeah. Why do I use these terms? These are slave terms. Yeah. The Bet right. Knesset. Okay, it's not mm -hmm. a synagogue. Synagogue is a Greek word. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a, the place where we pray. A big, yeah. a big, a big one. 
Okay, it's, they called they call it Beit Menachem. Yeah, and I was we were about to daven mincha, and I was just sitting there, kind of like thinking. And I have a habit of like I put one leg up. Yeah. On, like you know, I'll pick I'll pick my left leg up, put it on my right on my right knee. Oh, okay. Not not the gay French way, you know, where you yeah. kind of cross your yeah. legs like a lady. I'm talking about like yeah. you know, the mm. foot. The foot goes on the knee and the rest of the leg is all the way out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks like a pea. Like if you, you know, like that's the man version of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cause we're not wearing skirts. Right. We have to sit cross-legged like little dainty, little dainty things. Okay. So, so I'm sitting, there, I'm just thinking, and this Sephardi guy, just out of nowhere, I never seen this guy before in my life. He has the balls. To come, up, to come up to me and he like he kind of like smacks my foot he goes hey you're not in a cafe uh-huh. so i <sighs> look even like i was i was very young i was 19 and even mm-hmm. then that was humorous to me yeah but i was thinking to myself like if it wasn't me some other kid like it would have been a very negative impact. It would like, have been, I have a sense yeah. of humor and I like, I enjoy shtick. Yeah. Even when it's like <clears throat> a lot of kids are not, they don't, they don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't get it. He would have gone off the derrick. That kid. He would have been like, what, why is this asshole? You know, like mm-hmm. the point is you have for, for, for advice, the Torah says the person has to be receptive to it in the first place. And if yeah. they're not receptive to it, you're doing harm. It's the opposite. Yeah. That's, I that's remember I, reading that specifically in halacha. That's what I'm realizing when I when I talk to my friends about. So here's the thing, man. Like if you, but if you know that, like, for example, in the situation that we're in, you know that your friends put something in their bodies which isn't good. So what you're supposed to wait? You're supposed to wait until the they're no, rece- no, like they're no, not they're not, not admonishment. I, now you're trying to save life. That's a no. I know, but they're they're but even so, they're not. I see that they're not receptive, and if anything, it actually back it not backfires. It works the opposite. They they think I'm insane. I and, you know and they start is? patronizing me. You know, look, I'm I'm. This is not a criticism to you, okay? Mm-hmm. I have a uh, in this particular department, I have far too much experience with this just because okay. i was just just because i got forrest gumped into it you know what i'm talking about i was yeah, on the phone yeah. talking people off the ledge yeah. all day you know mm-hmm. a lot of just a yeah. lot of the people were calling for a vaccine exemption yeah uh, letters from my brother yeah and and I, I i could tell by i could tell by the by the person i'm speaking to and the way they sound where they're holding like they know something's wrong they're very very scared they don't want to take it but they're so desperate that they're gonna take it yeah. if if the, if the letter doesn't work out so i would spend and i'm not asking for a medal i'm just saying in the context of this discussion yeah. i just want to tell you why you should listen to me that's why i'm yeah. okay yeah. So i spent hours talking to these people yeah okay? that would be half the time i spent on the phone yeah with individuals with with their especially with their children you know their children uh high yeah. school and 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 college yeah. requirements and all that kind of stuff and yeah. talking their children down from not taking it and what, what did parents. you what did you usually tell people like who said to like I, i'll give you an example like a person comes to you and says yeah uh if i don't take this i can't go to school anymore like ever okay. at all so 
so he, it's not, I'll tell you what I said to him. I'll tell you, it's not so much of what, what I said. It's, it's, um, it's somehow communicating and it's not easy. I'm not saying yeah. I was successful all the time, probably not most of the time, but sometimes. And it was like a genuine, like concern. I'm not sure. There's no way to explain that. That's just kind of like a vague yeah. description. But basically it's like this, it's like, you know, this one, this one lady who was working at a, she's in, in the HR department of some mm -hmm. big company, mm -hmm. like some famous company. And uh, I said to her, listen, there are two types of people that I've noticed, and this is just a sociological observation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not, this is not a religious sermon, just an, just an observation. I said like this, people who believe that their paycheck, that it comes from the institution that they work for, that it comes from their human boss, right? Or, or if they have their own, I just want to add one thing, or if they have their own company and they, let's say, cannot get access to a particular locale if they don't take, you know? No, that's well. That's that's not where I was going with this. Okay. No, no. I'm just I'm just adding that to the group of people who who need to hear something like this. Yeah. Yeah. No. People basically people whose livelihood depends on yeah on, yeah on, in one way or another. Yeah. So so I would tell this is the most successful thing that I would tell people that uh, I've spoken to many I've spoken to thousands really, and uh, I noticed that the people who are going to survive. Actually, the people who are going to take the, the vaccine and die are the people who believe that their paycheck comes from their institution, yeah. from their human boss. Yeah. And the people who believe that their paycheck comes from God, that God will figure out some way to send them their livelihood because God, they, they believe, and I believe rightly so, that God doesn't require them to poison themselves to continue receiving a paycheck, that God will figure out some other way to send them their paycheck, right? Um, and also, they logically reason that, well, if they're dead, how can they enjoy their paycheck? <clears throat> yeah. So, so, so these are people who are of sound mind, who are very rational. They they believe that. Also, they believe that uh, their paycheck comes from God. So those people are going to survive, and the people who panic and take this shit because. <clears throat> They can't stand a few, you know, a couple of weeks, yeah. months of, you know, not being sure. Yeah. A lo lower, st lower standard. Latte, yeah. For their morning latte, for their, you know, how did their gym membership, their freaking Pilates classes, you know, how are you going to pay for your, for your Lexus? You know, that people who can't see past some kind of diminishment in their, and their standard of living financially are going to die. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who you are. I'm speaking to you on the phone. You sound like a smart person. You sound like a person who knows how to make the correct decision. But, but I've just noticed that that is, that's the pattern that I've seen. Okay. And I've already seen people who have made the wrong decision and have suffered greatly for it. Either died or have gotten very very sick that's true I wasn't lying to them okay i would tell them about the conversations i had 
with people who have lost loved ones really quick after taking the vaccine, people who should not have died, okay? People, you can't, undeniable, undeniable vaccine connection. Yeah. Okay, you have to be a complete moron. I told you about, you know, I, I, I use the easiest examples to explain. Yeah. Like the two brothers in Buffalo. Yeah. Two young brothers, guys our age, younger, but younger? in much, better, thought, in much thought, better shape. I thought you said they were like in their, like even early 50s, but even so. No, 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 it was, a, it was early, early to mid 40s. Oh, okay, like fine. Mm -hmm. It's two brothers, they were three years apart. Okay. In Buffalo, healthy guys never got sick. Athletes on a professional level. Okay. Dead within three weeks of each other. They took and they took the vaccine in, in two different locations at two different hospitals. You're gonna say that's just a they took they took two, anyway. they took two shots. No, they took one shot. One. One shot. This is when they first when they first started rolling them out. Mm -hmm. This is early. This is like 20 yeah. end of 2020, early 2021, something like that. Because I, I asked because it seems like it's usually people who took three, at least two, not one. Again, they they they, they release it in a staggered way. You yeah. know, they yeah. The potencies, you mean? The potencies, placebos here. You know, I wanna I wanna give a plug to this. Uh, there's a website called howbad.info. H-O-W-B-A-D.info. It's, it's basically a website. See, it's been visited 33 million times. Uh, it's a website that it's very kind of basic looking website. Actually, it's been visited almost 100 million times since December 2021. What is it? What, what do they report on this? Uh, they're reporting uh, the different batches of the vaccines and oh, the yeah. amounts and the amounts of uh, adverse events, deaths, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and now, oh, see, now they're showing like different uh, things on top of that. You can you can go. Oh, they're showing different different stories of vaccine injuries and athletes and this and that. You know, they they only they they only used to show here. So if you go to like, see, they have like Moderna data, Pfizer data. Check your lot number, latest data. So you so on the on the you know the cards, people have lot numbers. So for example, the worst one is these are real you know batches of of these vaccines. So this is global. Let's say global, right? So disabilities so this is obviously under reporting you know uh the worst ones is this one particular batch she says ew6126 ah here you go <clears throat> adverse reaction reports fe6208 12,000 people adverse reactions 20 deaths there's one that has like the most deaths See, the one that has the most adverse reactions doesn't have as many deaths, but there's one that has like, you know, 2,000 reactions, and out of those, 228 deaths, 135 disabilities. But this is all underreported, so you always add like at least one zero, if not two, you know? Yeah. Um, Hold on, before we stray too far away, yeah. the point of that story that I was telling you, and we were talking about admonishment, right? Or how to, yeah. how to give counsel. Yeah. So... I can't really describe 
why it was effective with some people, perhaps because they were already calling my brother. They were speaking to me, but they were calling my brother. So they're in the mindset of, of possibly listening. I mean, they're probably followers of his who were familiar with his statements about it. They're just panicked about their, so they could have already been in that mindset to accept some kind of, yeah. So I don't know how to, how, how to explain, express intent in a way that people can take it well i just know that i was decent at it and yeah. i so, so that's why i i told you what i said to them and the way that i said it basically and it, and it worked like like fairly often it worked often enough to make it worthwhile to to to, to put in the effort yeah yeah I there was know, a, I, I just feel like what famous, I, uh, I just feel like I just keep getting the same answer. Well, I'm okay. Well, I'm there's okay. There's a famous singer in Vegas. Well, I'm okay. Yeah, Celine Dion. No, no. There's a famous singer in oh. Vegas whose daughter was also like she was like a a news reporter, you know, like well known on one of the major broadcast networks. I was be and I was talking to her. He asked me to talk to his daughter. I was begging her. I was like, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't take it. Don't say it. She's like, I can't, I can't out of my career. <clears throat> yeah. That one was not successful. Beautiful girl, man. What a what a waste. Yeah. It'd be a waste if she wasn't beautiful either. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying it's like as a shallow guy, you know, shallow Frank. You know, shallow how shallow yeah. Frank. So how do I answer people that say I'm okay, I'm okay, I took I'm okay. You know, what do you say? What you got placebo? What? <laughs> how can no. you prove anything? How do? You, what do I say to people? A lot of people said that to me. Here's what I said to them: We don't know yet. Yeah. This isn't something that's supposed to kill you overnight. This is something that's gonna that's within within two years. So what? It. So what if they ask, like, well, there's some people that, some, yeah, there's a few people that died overnight, but most well, right, are but, going but, to right. That that no, I said that there's a, a <clears throat> shit ton of people that have died overnight, but yeah. it, that's not the majority. That's first of all, that's going to be underrepresented. That's going to yeah. be underreported. It's not going to be reported at all. Yeah. They're going to come up with every excuse in the book. Oh, it's this, it's that, it's that. It's hot showers. No, yeah, that's they're telling us all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so so they're gonna you know so right so that's what they said they were saying that yeah. it's hot showers okay so yeah. it's climate change yeah <laughs> uh -huh. but the point is that um, we don't know yet this is a long term effect this is something that changes your body on a systemic level over time this is something that adjusts your immune system. Okay, it's not like cyanide immediately. For some people, it is yeah. cyanide. It's immediate death. But for most people, it's not. No one made the claim that most, you know, e even like Dr. Luc Montagnier said, in a couple of years, we're really going to see the, fu the, the full scale or the full scale of it is only going to begin to start becoming apparent or manifesting. It's not going to be reported, but it's going to manifest. You're going to see mass die-offs. Okay. Um, unless you do something, unless you try to mitigate it, you know, 
You know, can I borrow a term from Ray Kurzweil? No. I used to listen to him a lot, you know? Because yeah. generally, when you listen to him, he has like a message of hope. Yeah. You know? And it's sort of like when he joined Google, I was like, say it ain't so, you know? like, But, but basically, he's saying that he's trying to figure out how to make people live forever. So he's like, here's what we know now. Here's what you can take to extend your life. And you extend your life to the point where the research and the information gets better. And then you and then you take the latest stuff that further extends your life. So it's a bridge to a bridge to a bridge. That's so that's the that's that is a correct attitude for how to de- if you if you took the vaccine or if you're overly exposed to people, you know, you're breathing in their spike proteins on a daily yeah. basis, yeah. right? So you gotta do whatever is available to mitigate that. Yeah. Okay, to extend your life and your health until more information is you know that's the side point since we're talking since we're on the topic so um and my friend your landsman who listens to us thank god should should finally start to take that seriously what i just said um so he took he took those stuff i'm not gonna make any statements you know i don't have permission i'm just you know but he's One thing I can't say is that he's certainly around these people a lot too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's a like you got it. You guys got to do like a bridge to a bridge to a bridge. But when you're talking to people who say, "Well, you know, I'm okay," right? Yeah. You you know that's what you say. You say, "Look, we're we're not, not the you know the world experts, the people who are the the top of their field before COVID came out, right?" Yeah. Right. Who immediately became quacks as soon as they began to question question the narrative. The people who won the Nobel Prize, people who know more about virology and vaccines than everyone that you're listening to combined. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Much more, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like when people ask, "Are you a doctor?" No, but I. I'm listening. To listen the to those. <laughs> I'm listening to the brother, qu- to the quacks. You know. That was my brother's attitude. Yeah. He was listening to the to the to the experts in the field. He went straight yeah. to the top. Yeah. Like this guy Shmuel Shapira, who uh, is now coming out, he took three shots in Israel, Professor Sh- Professor Shmuel Shapira, and they are like F- Kenny Rogers roasting him over there. The Ministry of the Ministry of Death of Israel. Can I play for the folks at home uh, this clip from X Files? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's the one a clip. where they reveal the whole plan. Well, let's see. It. Let me play for the folks on this, this. This is totally not the direction I wanted to. I know we can go. We can let me play this and we can we can do whatever. I want you to want. talk about fucking goddess cults and porn and we can. We will. Aliens we will. in a You're dragging me back down to. The... By the way, can Take I just tell out, you, man? They pull me back in. Can I just tell you, man? By the way, that discussion yesterday. I think you either you removed a chip from my brain inadvertently, or you installed a new one. I mean I that in a, I mean I that in a good way. You know what I did? I I, I mean I that made, in a good way. I made you feel as stupid as I feel. No, I don't. For it's not a, that for, being, for getting scammed constantly. I don't. No, I don't feel. It's not that I feel stupid. It's that I actually now feel as if I will be, you know, if I even so much as think about this, it's as if I'm thinking about literally wearing a cross around my neck, uh, neck, 
That's putting correct. up putting up a Christmas tree in my house. Yeah. And all this other stuff, dude. Just, no offense to any Christians watching. Just the thought of the, doing that, all that, makes me throw up in my mouth. So Can now, I, I, I'm actually when I think about that, and I think about the stuff, whatever that I used to do, it's the same. It's essentially the same thing. And now my brain is like training itself to to deprogram itself. I can literally feel it happening. And my neshama as well. And 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 without the sham, you know. Dude, I but can, can I can I explain <laughs> can, can I explain something for a second? Just yeah. I wanted to clarify for the folks at home. When Greg is saying it, you know, it's, it's it's similar to putting on a cross. What he's saying is that we have a religion <clears throat> called I I have renamed it actually. I I've renamed it to uh, Torahism. Torah, Torahism. <laughs> and then and then or God. Ladies and gentlemen, attention, attention. Frank Zelenko Pins, has renamed Judaism. Torahism, Torahism. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, so basically, um, other there are other religions out there. And we're supposed to keep to our religion, okay? That, that's yeah. the basic idea. So, so when he was he was saying Christianity, well, if you do Christian stuff, then you're not doing your our religion. That's it. obviously it's a more complicated topic. It's also it makes me feel like I'm dripped in tumma. Oh, hold on, hold on. That's too, I'm just trying. I'm trying to simplify. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> adding more complexity. From yeah, there. I mean it's pretty simple. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so basically, you got to explain what tuma is. Hold on. My point is like this: <laughs> that that porn is a religion. Um, porny like things are that is a goddess. That's called the goddess cult. It's the it's the oldest religions. It's the religions from the pre Genesis universe. Yeah. you know where the, the the kings of edom the female element from the kings of edom fought, fell that's where lil is from you know there's the, that's she's an yeah. echo from that yeah. from that uh from that era before um before there was a a rectification it's a it's a it's a separate religion when you're watching porn people perhaps don't realize this when you're watching porn you are worshiping in the goddess cult Okay, and yeah. just on that fact alone, it's nine thirty-three. By the way, hey babe, it's nine thirty-three. So she knows about it too. Okay, yeah. so yes, so so basically, uh, you're you're worshiping in another religion. Okay, uh, Christians, if you uh, probably this is probably the same thing for you. If you if you're watch if you watch porn, guess what? You're worshiping in in, in something that's not that's different than than your Christianity. It's, it's the goddess cult. What is the goddess cult? You're worshiping the, the, the female form, the vision of it. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the sacred feminine, as they, as they call it. Okay? You're, 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 you ever see, uh, you know who pointed this out to me? Not to me personally. I saw it. Gavin McInnes. He was talking about how, like, guys at strip clubs are just sitting there. You know, the way they picture guys in strip clubs and movies like Woo! you yeah. know and we're like you know we're yeah. disrespecting the girls but if you if you i've been to a strip club yeah like these guys are like they're, they're, they're sitting, sitting there, there as like as this like as, as if know, they're looking like, at like a museum they're, piece they're yeah, looking yeah, they're yeah, looking yeah. at like so, like a goddess they're just kind of like yeah. drinking their drink yeah, you yeah. Know, like you know like ain't nobody trying to you know rape nobody it's, it's they, the are, whole... they, they are worshiping these they're worshiping women 
okay it's a it's it's a religion it's the church it's serious dude you know what i dude you know what i never understood uh and i and i'm and i'm not saying it's the like necessarily judge anybody personally i'm just saying it as an observation and i think the juxtaposition of which is very funny to me you you sometimes see these girls like usually it's prevalent on like social media non-jewish girl you know she's like smokestack right she's as I wouldn't call how she's dressed sneers, right? Whatever, it is what it is. And then and the and then the caption reads, I love Jesus with all my heart. <laughs> I I'm like imagining like a like a like a base Yaakov girl dressed in like nothing and then like don't do that. Don't no, do I'm it. just saying, no, I I I can't I well, I don't know, I can't imagine it. And she'll be like, I love the Torah and Hashem, and she's like in a bathing suit, like what? You know, and I'll and I, and I'll probably never get an explanation for this. I can because, explain it. To you. Be, be, no, meaning from them. If I conf- if you confront lady, because ladies, because I ladies, explain, I can explain it to you. <laughs> and I'll, I'm going to try to take on the persona of a Christian. Yeah, we were born in sin. We hey. live in sin. We are hey. irredeemable. Hey. Only Jesus can. Our acceptance of Him, our connection to Jesus, can. can therefore, save. therefore, show me your tits. What? No, no. Meaning the girl is, <laughs> she's admitting that she's a sinner. Okay. But because but sinner believes, sounds like sounds like Chris Farley. She believes that Jesus will save her. Will 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 save her because she's connected to him. Wonderful. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's but very. It's actually not very complicated. Uh, it's not complicated. It's just it doesn't look look. There's listen, no congruency. Listen. You know what I mean? mean? No, it's very congruent in Christianity based on their belief. That, but that's not their belief, belief. dude. If you, ask, if you ask, no, no. But if you ask a pastor, he'd be like, "This girl's dressed not sneers." No, he still look. You understand what I mean? No, they espouse morality. Okay, it's very interesting that you brought that up. I, I have my own. Uh, again, I'm not sitting. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like this juxtaposition. Let I, me, it's, so it's let strange. me help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, no, okay. just for the folks at home, I'm reminding people that I'm not like trying to be a dick. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be a dick. Okay. No, I'm not. It's just funnier to say that than not to say it. Yeah. But I'm not trying to be. Um. They, they look. They read the Bible. Okay. Yeah. And they know what God wants. Yeah. Okay. So they. They basically the but however the basic default setting is that we're we're pieces of shit. We're. We're unworthy, but mercifully, God sent his son, who is actually also God himself, right, to save us and to save the sinners. We just have to believe in him. Yeah. If we can, we should live a godly life. We should live according to morality and stuff like that. This is this is the official, I'm not saying doctrine, yeah. but if when yeah. you talk to a Christian, I spoke to, I've spoken to many folks, if if there's any Christians listening to this and you feel like I'm misrepresenting you, I apologize, but I'm not misrepresenting the most of the people that I've spoken to. Okay, this is obviously it's just uh, my personal, this comes from my experience, okay? So they know that, you know, be good when you can. Yeah. Okay, try to, you know, try to do what you can, but overall you're basically broken and you can't fix yourself. Yeah. Okay, and you need, so you, that's why you need Jesus. 
can I ask you a question? Uh, uh, our friend, uh, our friend. No, but I just want to ask this because the, the comment is going to disappear. Our friend Anold Milvado is asking, uh, "What about uh, gay, you know, porn and and bestiality?" But you're not. There's no women there. So what are they? What are people worshiping in that respect? That's a separate question. Okay. That's more of a Gnostic. Uh, even though the even though the goddess cult is also Gnostic, mm -hmm. but there are different. There are different cults. Yeah. And I was just you know when you for me. Or for just a, you know like, like an old chunk of coal, like as yeah. as Norm Macdonald says, meaning where you're a regular guy, a cis male, right? Yeah. An old chunk of coal, right? <laughs> He's like, I'm just an old chunk of coal. I'm, you know, yeah. that stuff is too complex for me. The LGBTQ2, the yeah, like, the alphabets, alphabets. Always does the persona yeah. of like the simple, the simple, you know, country fella, who these things are beyond him, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So as yeah. an old chunk of coal, like myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go looking for the girls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Other proclivities, that's you. That's just, every proclivity is based in some kind of cult. Yeah. So kind of it's a it is a religion. Yeah. Okay. So we can talk about that another time because that's yeah. connected, but it's it has a lot of details. Okay. So can analyze yeah. it. Yeah. Pretty nasty. But um our but, friend Joseph like, DeCrow wrote gay fruit bat cake. Gay fruit bat cake? What is bat, bat cake? Gay fruit bat cake. I don't know. Who wrote that? Joseph DeCrow, the guy with the pseudonym. This is another esoteric. Yeah. Joseph DeCrow, you and Chris Woods are far too esoteric. Yeah. For for this old chunk of coal. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, I thought I knew stuff, but you guys are just like nerds on a, on a level yeah. far beyond. Who is me. Joseph DeCrow? I, for a French I, I humbly submit to your nerd, to your you know your jujitsu. Yeah. Your kung fu is better than mine. To to, to quote yeah. a famous nerd. Okay. Yes. Right. By the way, Joseph Ducrow, I was wondering who this person was. Like, who's who is Joseph? Like, he was like a famous like painter, painter. polymath. Yeah, but past oh no, he's a painter, miniaturist, engraver, who was a successful portraitist of the court of Louis the Sixteenth of France. Resumed his career at the conclusion of the French Revolution. He was made a baron and a premier peintre, whatever, first painter to the queen, and drew the last portrait ever made of Louis the Sixteenth before the king's execution. Oh, that's fun. Before they uh, beheaded him. Oh, oh! Now I see why I chose the name. Interesting. Very interesting. They hmm. did a they did they did a meme like, like a famous troll troll like meme that in the early two thousands, right? Like that's a, mm -hmm. so, yeah. There's a picture of him like pointing. It's almost like one of those guys that when you take their picture, they're pointing to the camera, but it's him. Like. It's a painting of him pointing towards the, you know, the person looking at the picture. Like Uncle Sam wants you, like that guy? Something, of something like, uh, more like the, you know, like a frat, frat guy kind of thing. Here, like, uh, I'll send it to you. I don't know what Chris, Chris Woods is saying right now. Yeah, I just send you the the. Uh, what? He, our friend Joseph the Crow is saying, disregard Jewesses, acquire shekels, mate. What? I don't understand what he's saying. 
I've heard this. I don't really. It's you know the 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 Jew hater trolls like on, yeah. on the internet. Yeah. You know the gab the gabites. Yeah. Very. They're also very very esoteric. You know, like they. Yes. And I yes. don't. I don't get a lot of what they say. Nor I don't particularly care to. I'm not. Yeah. I'm yeah. not looking for them. I'm not looking. I don't. I'm not looking to stop them. Yeah. Either. You know, just yeah. fucking have at it, guys. You know, as long as I get to say what I want to say. Yeah. Um, but where do you where do you think that comes from? This desire, like leftists, right? Okay, so you have the leftists who are just authoritarians, right? But then there's these people who, like, would you, if you ask them, like, why do you why do you think we should be censoring a person who comes out and posts a swastika? You know, just an example, like a swastika. Right? I don't mind. I don't mind why, talking about that. But I feel why, like you're yeah, why, where, No, I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where does it? Where does? No, no, that... I feel like you're censoring me because you're not allowing me to say what I want to say. Like I'm I'm, I was in the middle of a point. You're just like you're not oh. letting. Me just like it's like I'm oh, it's like a sneeze. You know, like when you you got a oh, sneeze. And I'm not censoring. You won't, let me, you won't let me get it out. Why? Okay. Okay. Why? Why do you? Why are you the way that you are? Oh, the rest of that scene is like, why are you? Something like you don't like people have fun or something like that. Is that I don't. That was from the office, right? I yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole scene. Yo, he's like, you always have to ruin the party. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to just to go back to the Christian thing for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the difference between the Christian view, which is like, look, you know, do what you can in terms of morality. Because you see in the Bible, God likes morality, but overall, we're effed up sinners. We can't fix ourselves, so we need, we need. That Jesus fella to come and save us because we can't do it ourselves. Yeah. Judaism is the exact opposite. We have to and are able to fix ourselves. We have to. That's the reason why we're here in the first place. To me, it makes more sense. Because why would why would God send uh, a person to a world where he's effed up and he's beyond repair and he needs somebody from somewhere else to come? And to fix them. Why? Okay, whatever. That's just a personal question. You're, you're asking Christians a question that it makes their head spin spin off their neck. Whatever it does, it's I don't mean I don't mean any. I know, I know. I don't have any malice behind the question. Just no. Question. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, yeah, so that's, I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure that there was like a, a clear distinction and I, I wasn't yeah. selling the message. I wasn't selling, the, the, you know, the message of, yes. I just yes. wanted to explain the mindset. Yeah. You asked about the girl, you know, the, yeah. beautiful, the beautiful naked girl who said that she loves Jesus. She loves Jesus because she can't stop her behavior. Yeah. But she feels that he'll save her at some point. Interesting. So that's a good answer, right? That, that, no, that. no, it, may, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense in some way. Um, yeah, so I mean, how do you explain these people who, who genuinely think that it's good to, you know, make it so that, like, you know, at least people, I don't know, like, they shame people on the internet and they make it so that people are, are, you know, censored and shunned because they're, you know, they're posting, uh, 
you know, uh, I don't know, swastikas, whatever it is. Why are like, they doing that? Yeah, meaning, meaning like, there are some people that are just authoritarians, and then some people think that that's actually they don't like. It's almost like they don't understand that evil is going to live regardless. No, they were they were raised to think that that making people feel bad, like shaming them. Let me back up for a second. They were raised to think that if you allow Nazis to have marches. Yeah. to walk around you know goose stepping with you know the stupid flags and their stupid everything right mm. and that's going to catch on that's going to catch on it's going to lead to catch like, on chaos. and then we're going to have another we're going to have another the well listen i mean uh, these, Reich. these these black black hebrew israelites have been doing their stuff for 20 years and finally it's catching on nobody that's censored the them that is the stupidity of the left they okay. i'm talking i'm not talking about the people who run the left i'm talking about this i know the useful what? idiots I know, but you what know, I'm simple. saying, yeah, well, what I'm saying is it's, it's, there, there's something to what they're saying. What do you mean? No, I'm saying, you're saying that, that you, you're saying that they think that if you let these guys run amok, it's going to catch on. No, no, no. That's what they think, but they are wrong. Okay. Okay. That, so, so the question boils down even further. Their premise is stupid in the, in the beginning, from, okay. from the beginning. Okay. Their question should be how are you going to prevent these people who are always going to do what they're going to do regardless yeah. of whether you let them have their marches or not? Yeah. How do you stop them from succeeding? Like physically. That's the question. Yeah. How do you thwart their plans? It's not like they don't already have a plan. You understand like every look, every movement political movement, every group of people that want to achieve some kind of change in the world, can, they should be compared to like water. Water will take the path of least resistance. It's going to move, right? It's going to, it's going to roll over the, in, the topography, uh, however is easiest, okay? If you let a river flow unimpeded, it's going to be it's just gonna rush like crazy, right? Yeah. If it has to maneuver around all sorts of stuff, okay. So it's gonna rush slower, yeah. right? It's not gonna be a straightforward. It's gonna take longer to get where it's going. But it's if still... anything, if anything, it's like a dam. If you, it's almost like they're putting a dam in front of it. But then once you release the dam, it just comes all, you know, flooding exactly. out. You That's what they're doing. What, they, what they're trying to do is build a dam. <laughs> to build a true dam, though, a true dam. Yeah. A dam. That's when you completely stop it. You know, when you just yeah. like. Because right. the Hoover Dam, it's not really a dam because yeah. it lets some of the water go. It just tries yeah. to slow it down so it could, so the yeah. water can yeah. rotate these uh, turbines to create yeah. electricity. Yes, okay? generate uh, magnetic field electricity. So basically, <clears throat> what the what, what dummies are trying to do is yeah. you can't stop the waters. They'll they'll keep coming. They'll find a way. Eventually, they'll overflow. They'll come yeah. over the top. They'll go yeah. from around underneath. Okay. They'll find some way. They'll erode the surface of the dam. Yeah, that's so. It's a stupid thing to say. Oh, we we can't let them think. That's like saying we have to stop these people from thinking. Yeah, literally. Right. You're you're not. The actually, the more you do, the more the more you're encouraging them to think because the more taboo you're making it. Yeah. And 
and so the more it's kind of like with the schmaxine stuff It's kind of like with the, like the censoring, and then the more people investigate and investigate and investigate, and as okay. opposed to just letting it, people have conversations. Well, if you if you let them look, see, the vaccine thing was very very methodical. It was very very sinister. Yeah. They understood all that. The reason they stopped conversation was because if we suppress information. They they weren't they didn't want to suppress information for all time. They're not trying to build a complete yeah. dam. They're yeah. trying to build a dam that slows down the flow yeah. of information because in the meantime, we'll get most of the people killed. Yeah. So, so that's that was that's kind of a different thing. But but basically the question should be not to suppress people from saying what they want to say, but how to stop let them say what they want to say so you can hear their plan. They always love to. You know, that's one thing that, that, that the James Bond movies get right. Yeah, they always announce their plan. always wants to tell you right what before. Do. Yeah, right before. And then, and then, well, well, it's funny. It's funny that he, <laughs> it's funny, but that he, when, when he does that, it's almost like he wastes time and he allows the guy to uh, neutralize him. He allows the, the protagonist to, you know, in the time, you know, it's like, it's like Russell Peters, in the time that it takes you, to call social services also, somebody gonna hurt real bad. <laughs> and the time that it takes this villain to tell the guy his plan, James Bond gets out of the rope. Yeah. Stupid. Okay. So so by suppressing, so so what are they trying to do? The people who are really in charge of suppressing information. They want to make sure the villain can't doesn't have a chance to tell you what he wants to do because they don't want you to know yeah. because they want it, they want his plan to work. But okay. the irony is that he's still telling you what he wants to do. He's telling you in 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 like I don't know official, like literally on like the front pages of a university websites. Uh, he's telling you in in all his meetings, which you have access to. You know all his like uh, YouTube channels and his like the, it, there's a lot of stuff that's just like right there. Again, this is not bit shoot stuff. This is not like rumble. It's like right freaking there. It's, it's on YouTube. Right there. It's not true. Listen, 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 listen. Think about your aunt. Think about her. My aunt? She's watching the Russian style telenovelas. Mm -hmm. Detective. Detective. She's sitting there watching Russian soap operas in her kitchen. Mm -hmm. She's peeling potatoes. She's cleaning. She's washing the dishes. She's it's not true that these people are at it open. You gotta, you have to first know how to surf the internet. You have to know where to go. Yeah. You have to know that there's something to, you have to first, somebody has to tell you, look, there's maniacs, there's Gnostic fruitcakes out there who are in charge of all the institutions of the Western world, and probably more than that, who are who want you dead. Yes, they want you dead. You're sit, you're you're in your kitchen peeling potatoes, watching uh Tell, you know, watching uh, soap operas in Russian, and they can't stand you for it. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah, you're a waste of space. You're wasting the, their water on your stupid dishes. Yeah, you're, you're, you're wasting their you're wasting air. electricity on your stupid uh, your stupid uh, Banditsky Petersburg. Yeah. Okay. You are, you, you, you know, you are. They cannot stand your existence, uh, and 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 so you should know that this is real. 
first of all, nobody believes that. Like, that's not, nobody, nobody meets anybody like that. These people are in very elitist groups, right? Nobody, no normal group of people, you know, the, you know, you have a bunch of like Russians on Sheepshead Bay, they're sitting. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Telling Russian jokes. I'm, I'm describing like a scene yeah. of like the way I grew up with some of my friends. We're yeah. sitting in a place called Sheepshead Bay, right? Yeah. By the bay. Yeah. Sitting, you know, we're eating sunflower seeds, right? Drinking beer, telling funny stories. None of us are thinking about there's fruit, Gnostic fruitcakes that want to kill us. Yeah. First, you have to explain those concepts to people that that exists yeah. and then somehow get them to take it seriously. Do you know what a, I'm not going to say Herculean task. I came up with a, with, with a word that my brother actually used in his book, a Samsonian task. F yeah. Hercules, yeah. a Samsonian task to even get people to listen to you for a moment. So the Do fact you... that there are websites that you have these assholes that are saying what they're saying, that doesn't mean that they're standing on the street corners and knocking no. on your aunt's door no. and saying, I'm, I hate you. I want but, you it, but it's readily it's available. Yeah. It's available, but why would you, you got to know that there's something to look for. You understand? You want, you want to know what I wrote today? One of the things I wrote today? Bro, I wouldn't know about Furbies. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Why would I go look up, you know, study the this Furby mental illness? <laughs> Not Furby. Furby is a toy, right? Yeah. The furries. 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 Like, yeah. Furries. 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 Where they dress furries. up like a freaking... A Furby is a... This is a toy. Bro, <laughs> Do I have to really have to like get it right? Yes, you do. Yes, yes. That's I have what get there. I have to. I have dude, to you have to understand. These people, it. they live on semantics. They live on semantics. When you argue with them, they 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 make fun of you for spelling mistakes. They make fun of you for nomenclature mistakes. I'm just an old chunk of coal. They live I, in the world I, I of. Like, I'm trying to remember Manusha. my own name. I got to remember Furbies and I mean furries yeah. and and tots and. You don't even know what you're talking about. You sound like a boomer. Okay, boomer. Me, me, me. I'm a, I'm a millennial. Whatever. You know. Okay. That? Okay. No. You know what we are? We're Xennials. No. No. We're millennials. I'm we're no. We're no. 1980 is eighty and eighty one Xennials. It's a, it's intersection between millennial and and generation Gen X. I I I, I schmuggled it. Okay. Eighty one. Actually, I heard eighty to whatever seventy nine. Actually, millennials start. Yeah. We are into people like you and I, we are the people that saw witness live the transition between, you know, you're talking about cassettes to CDs to MP3 to all this Mid other stuff. Uh, don't skip over mini disc, uh, even though it wasn't that everybody skipped over it. <laughs> it was cool though, right? Like, why would they skip yeah. over laser disc, mini disc? Yeah, they, I mean, like we saw this whole transition, laser disc, yeah, yeah. Blu ray. We saw this, you know, my sister doesn't know a world without the internet. She doesn't. We didn't track. No, we didn't. We but didn't I'm just saying, Betamax. I'm just saying we saw the transition between the yeah. old things and the, and the, the information age. Can I read to you like what I wrote really? It's like two. It's like one paragraph. Basically. In a second. In a second. I promise. In a second. Okay. I'm just saying that like uh, you have to know that there's some kind of crazy shit out there. You have to be made informed of it. And then, and then actually take it seriously, which is a miracle, right? Yeah, it's a miracle. People, Why would anybody people... take that? 
Why would people... anybody take it seriously? It is unreasonable yeah. for a human being to believe that some bald-headed weirdo in a, <laughs> in a in a Darth Vader suit yeah. is trying to kill them. It sounds like something out of... His name is Klaus. And his name is Klaus. It literally sounds... Yeah, they named them after the... Or they named the, the little fish from uh, American Dad after him. Try to tell your friends this. They're like... You need to cool it with the with the sci-fi, with the science fiction. You guys exactly, you, exactly. You know, you came from Comic Con. Live long and prosper. Exactly. You know, Klaatu, Im Klaatu. You know, whatever. Okay, that's what that's that's going to be their reaction, and that's that is a <laughs> normal reaction. Klaatu, Im Klaatu. The 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 horrifying truth is too weird for normal. Yeah. People, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're seeing it now. They're seeing it with the Twitter files that this is already I'm this is just the tip when, of the I'm iceberg. When it mattered. Yeah, 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 of course. Save their life before they kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, okay? So, um, it's so unfair. And yeah. it's definitely not, my point is, I disagree with you, it's not open, it's not available, just because it's on the internet and somebody has a website. Bro, Sabbateans have a website. Do you Forget know that? Get a website. Bill Gates is telling you, we're going to control the population with things like vaccines. He literally says it. He says it. It's like me telling you, I'm going to shoot you in the forehead. No. 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 No way. But I just told you I'm going to shoot you in the forehead. It's with, with a BB gun? With a super soaker? You're going to do it with a super soaker with your little toy gun? With your Nerf? No, I'm going to use a freaking Glock. I'm going to shoot you in the head with a Glock. Yes. Dude, history, history sounds... Here's an, here's another answer to a question you Dude, keep asking. The Holocaust okay. sounds absurd. If you if you History landed from Mars, too crazy yeah. to believe. Yeah, if you landed from Mars and somebody told you about the six million people that were herded into camps, and then somebody told them they're going into showers. And you know what? Even dude, even today, people are like, how could they believe that they were going into showers? Wasn't it so obvious that were they were going into not showers? Uh to us, asshole. Ashole, as it said in the movie Two Ninas. Ashole. It's pronounced Ashole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dude, like. Let me just read this real quick, please. This is this is relevant. I wrote this today. Even after seeing countless documentaries about Nazi Germany, Stalin, Pol Pot, North Korea, Mao. You still can't imagine that unspeakable evil exists. And if you can't imagine it, you can't imagine that it wants to wipe out at least 50% of humanity under the guise of, quote, medicine. Dude, I mean, it, it's just, because they can't imagine it is why they, why it will, why the unimaginable will happen, because people can't imagine it. They just don't, they don't want to imagine it. It's too horrific to imagine. Why can't why can you and I imagine it? We're we're like a, we have a fetish for horrific things or what? We have a vivid, vivid we have a vivid imagination. We have uh, I don't know. We're cynical about humanity. Like what? Why can you and I people like you and I imagine the worst? We can imagine literally out of eight billion people, seven billion nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred nine being wiped out on this planet. And one person left, Fauci. Why can I, we imagine that scenario? Well, I'll, okay. Yeah. 
Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. I just wanted to, you know, give the you folks at home. Question very clear. I got you. I wanted to give the folks at home some entertainment. Okay. So there's several reasons. Um, the primary reason is because I know the Torah is real, which once you get over the euphoria of knowing that God is real and the supernatural stuff is actually real, right? Then it begins to dawn on you that all, all, the, all the horrors beyond imagination are also real and all those promises and all that stuff and all that. And the warnings and all this stuff, unfortunately, are also real. Okay. Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, my grandfather made sure that I knew because he was is a real warrior. He fought for a very, very long time through many wars, consecutive wars. So he made he he he, he explained the reality of it to me before he passed away. And I was 10 when he passed away, okay? Um, he was heavily traumatized by his experiences, of course, okay? He never, he never whined about it, never complained about it. It only, real, I only, it only dawned upon me that he, he wouldn't let me, he made me think I was walking to school by myself, but he couldn't, he literally could not get him himself to allow me to walk around the corner to, to my school. Yeah. Imagine how many dead children he saw just strewn about in nine years of, uh, of combat. So, you know, something like that. Okay. Can I, um, can, I, can, I can I throw also, a here's one, I, here's one more yeah. thing that I, 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 don't, I never actually mentioned this. When I was at Vinyl one time, I think I smoked some weed, which I think was laced with something. And I sat down uh, not far from the coat check. Yeah. And I and then I had a very bad kind of trip. I had a vision of the killing fields of Pal Pot. I oh, literally yeah. had a, 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 a like a very, very lucid uh, vision of that. Yeah. And and the only way the only way I snapped out of it is when this prick bodyguard kind of was like slapping he's like hey, hey hey you know he's like slapping me in the head yeah, like, yeah. me up i had my own stories nice with those guys i had my own stories with those guys in vinyl <laughs> anyway i think the combination of those things kind of helps me to you know but here's the thing man real. there's a, there's all these people who who went through that you know we only see one and they call her like a token holocaust survivor this woman vera sharav who's been coming out and saying stuff and, and, and warning people, uh, you know, everybody else seems to be just kind of, how can you possibly compare this to that? We're not, a, what are you to this? Is a, this is, I am offended. This is a disgrace to, 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 to you're dishonoring this and you're dishonoring that. Like they, it's almost like they don't, they either, either it's people who don't have the, the proper education, Shoah education, you know, education about the how the how we got to that place, or they're so tied up in their emotion that they just can't bear to, you know, it, it's so they're attached to that event as an isolated thing. And when they say never again, they're only talking about Jews. They're only talking about never again. You know, never again are they gonna. You know, we have the state of Israel now. Never again. 
They don't understand what, what again is, what, what, what that is. They don't understand how it got to that. That can happen. They don't understand that it was called a crime against humanity for a reason. Can I, can I just It wasn't called this? a crime against the Jews. It was called a crime against humanity yeah. I, because it could happen to humanity. Sorry. It's okay. I just wanted to address that Vera uh, Sh Sharev. Was that her, her last name? Vera Sharev, yeah. Sharev, okay. The people who run the the narrative, right, of 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 telling the story of the mass murder of the Jews in Europe. I'm not going to use that word anymore. Rabbi Antelman taught me, taught us not to use. You talking about Shoah? Holocaust. Oh, okay. Because it means it means a burnt offering. Yeah. Yeah. So the same people who perpetrated the mass murder are now they've rebranded themselves and they've they put on new costumes new masks new clothing now now they're the ones who are teaching holocaust education they're the ones who you know really want to make sure that the the story is told correctly you know i'm obviously being facetious right yeah yeah um they want to manipulate every aspect of it not only did they did they perpetrate it now they are using it. The same people that did it are now using the story of it for their purposes as well. You know what that's like? That's like, I, I heard this story of a psychopath, of a, of a serial killer, a con man serial killer. I heard this a couple of years ago. I was actually researching. I was trying to find if I could find the name of this guy. So he, um, he married some rich girl who had whose parents had a series of like stores he married her he murdered her and then he used her body parts as tools he used her her bones and her organs her skin and every part of her as 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 inanimate as an inanimate object Do you understand like just some, like some kind of, kind like, of like a ornament it's, it's basically she never existed to him yeah. while she was alive is the same as when she's dead she was just she was a nothing he didn't recognize her her existence her her being there's nothing wrong with what he did She's in, just in, a in, thing. in his mind. Yeah. She's a thing. Yeah. That that's and also I'm sure he got some kind of sick thrill out of out of the savagery yeah. out of you know of 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 being so cold-blooded that it's not enough just to kill her. You gotta use her skin and her teeth and her skull for all this kind of stuff. You understand? I think he used one of her bones to kill one of her parents or something like that. Like it was, he couldn't, you know, he didn't use it. That's who these people are. Yeah. That's exactly who these people are without any exaggeration. The left are scum. They are garbage, the garbage of garbage. They are not human. If you were born a human being and then you became a, a, a real leftist, you have now forfeited. Forget about the vaccine. 
that disease that you've implanted in your mind has made you not human anymore. That's it. You, you've, you've separated yourself from the human race. You have excluded yourself. Just like the yeah. Erev Rav, we're not excluding the Erev Rav from mm -hmm. the Jewish people. They form their own clique, right? They're the yeah. ones who are excluding themselves, forming their own shit. Yeah. You understand? Like pushing us out of their elite club. You know, that's how they see it. You know, yeah. Amalek is the same. All these Gnostic Plato ass kissers okay yeah. they're all of the same mindset okay if you it, it's it's no i mean it's listen it's very it's a very mm -hmm. shocking thing to encounter and to speak to these people yeah not a lot of people get a chance to speak to these people i know i've had so much experience talking it's, to real you're talking, about, you're talking about an uber no 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 you mean that little girl well, no who, no, <laughs> no, she's no. Just a, no, that, I'm, that, that was just an annoying, yeah. very pretty, annoying girl. That's all. You know, mm. she's just like, you know, a little, you know who she is? Mm. You ever see uh, Conan the Barbarian? Yes. Do you remember it well? That's enough. Because if not, that's another mm. It's important to watch. So, I, again, another one I watched in parts. As there's, a this one, there's this one scene where the bad guy, mm -hmm. okay, um, Falsa Doom, Falsa Doom, mm -hmm. played by James Earl Jones. Amazing, the role that he played, amazing. Okay. He, mm -hmm. so he kills Arnold Schwarzenegger's parents yeah. when he was a boy. Arnold Schwarzenegger is on a search yeah. for vengeance for his whole yeah. life. And he finally, uh, he finally stands face to face with this guy. And he's like, he goes, who are you, my son? Why do you have such animosity? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's killed my, you know, yeah. my, my mother. He goes, ah, oh, I remember. That yeah. was a time when I, when, I, when I felt that steel was the answer to the, to the yeah. you know, to the thing. Yeah. But now I realize that flesh is so, so much more powerful. Yeah. And then he goes, let me demonstrate for you. And yeah. then you have all these little, like, these little, like... Uh, Can I play the scene? Girls. Can I play the scene? After I demonstrate. Yeah. And he's like, and, and then they're all standing on this like ledge, right? Just standing there kind of like worshiping him. It's a cult, right? So he's like, come to me, my dear. He points to one of the, one of the girls, a beautiful girl. And he goes, come, come. And she just kind of steps forward and falls yeah. to her death. Yeah. Uh, that's who that little girl was in, the, in my car. Yeah. But the leftist is that motherfucker. Yeah. I'm telling you, folks. Yeah. I might say you think I you think I'm over exaggerating. Yeah, here. Oops. Yeah, let's play the scene. Uh, I actually want to see Top Gun. This with the Tom. That guy was very similar to Stalin. Yeah. Stalin was 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 false. Is very very close. When I was younger, there was a time, boy, when I searched for steel, and steel that more than even gold or jewels. A riddle of steel. Yes, you know what it is, don't you, boy? Shall I tell you? 
it's the least I can do. Steel isn't strong, boy. Flesh is stronger. Look around you. There, on the rocks, that beautiful girl. Cycle. The strength, boy, is the strength and power of flesh. What is steel compared to the hand that wields it? Look at the strength of your body, the desire in your heart. I give you this. Such a waste. Contemplate this on the tree of woe. Crucify him. Well, he has a foul tree, basically. It's, um, I know it, it, it seems. It seems crazy, like you know the people we're talking about, people like Bill Gates, mm -hmm. um, and Klaus Schwab, and whoever's above them. Okay, yeah. that's who they. That's what they're really like. You understand? That's what they. Yeah, that's what they're really like. I don't know, how do we prove this to people? There's no way to prove it. The only way to prove it is to somehow go into their inner inner layers and film them <laughs> the only difference between between the, the real guys like this and and james earl jones well james earl jones is an actor yeah, yeah. he wants to show passion but yeah. in reality these guys are very, guys banal. Are very banal yeah they're very banal they're very very it's banal. Like, look we're trying to figure out the riddle of steel yeah right that's the answer Oops. see there's they're a couple just, of, they're, see they're the just chilling there? See that girl? Yeah. That girl, she just wants she wants to be my servant. She wants to yeah. be devoted to me. She needs me. She needs my leadership. She needs to be guided. She needs yeah. shepherd. I'm filling that need. It's a real need. I'm yeah. filling it. Yeah. Come, come to me, my baby. Yeah. Where look, who's that the Canadian uh vaccine minister? The guy who was responsible for for dishing out the the vaccine for rolling it out in Canada, yeah, just died. He died. Yeah. Guy is mid thirties. He just he just died. Yeah, he's that little girl yeah. who threw herself to her death. Nobody wants to admit that. See, that's a what we just saw is a is a is a theatrical presentation, which actually reveals the truth unconcealed. I know that that yeah. sounds redundant. It, yeah. it it is redundant. It, yeah. It's uh. Nobody wants to, like, even that girl who threw herself to her death, part of her is standing outside her is saying, you're an idiot. I yeah. mean, is this how you want to be remembered? Yeah. Do you want somebody to know that you were tricked by this weirdo with a, you know, with a, what do they call it? Like the bangs haircut, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of chicks who got that, who had, who had that haircut, right? Like yeah. in the early 2000s, by the way. Yeah, yes. Whatever that is, Okay. You want you, you want to? Would you like to be remembered as as the idiot that 
You know, it's like a, it's like a, a, a woman who was embarrassed that she was so in love with this like carnival worker. Yeah. Who, who just like had this power over her. I'm taking yeah. that. There's, there's a, an episode of this show called community yeah. that revolved around that idea. We, we talked about it. Yeah. Okay. But it's embarrassing. Like once you snap out of it, it's very embarrassing. And then you wonder to yourself and people around you wonder why, why, you know, why did you, yeah. Brittany Murphy, that, that actress, that beautiful yeah. girl. Yeah. Right. She got involved with some fucking asshole, right? He killed her. Yeah. Or she killed herself or, or who knows, you know, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. It's uh, it's, it's very similar. You know, there's a, why do girls, why do, why do girls get involved with guys like that? Why do guys get involved with girls like that? Yeah. Okay. There's some kind of, there's a vacuum inside of all of us. We're all, we all have a vulnerability. Okay. All of us are shit scared to be here. We are terrified of chaos. God flung us into this chaotic world. Okay. Yeah. And we just want the chaos to stop. And then somebody comes and says, I can stop the chaos. I'll take care of you. Anybody that says that is a lying psychopath. But they know that you have a vulnerability and they just exploit it with no remorse because they're a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow we're going to interview our friend, uh, uh, Dr. Hoff. And I want to ask, I mean, we're going to ask him, you know, as he mentioned, like these people are sociopathic. Like, I really want to get into the mind of, you know, Fauci and this other guy, Dajak, really like what do they actually believe? Like what what, what how do they he 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 glossed over it a little bit. Oh yeah. No, this guy he 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 has more to you say. Know, he has more to say. He has more to say. He, Not that more he to say. told us on the side. I just feel that he has more to say. I think no, I yeah, I agree. And and from a spiritual perspective and from a psychological perspective, and it's just um you know, people you know I think, yeah. I was thinking about like approaching him with this topic. I wanted to give him a very brief summary of some of the ideas that we've come in contact with about who these people really are, you know, platonics and Gnostics and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then once I finish the description, I'll make it really fast because I don't want to, I know it's a short interview. Okay. So I want to say, how do you feel? What do you feel about that? Does any of that resonate with you? Or is some of it or all of it hogwash? I'd like to get your take on it. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. I don't know if, if you're okay with that approach. Uh, that's what of I was course. I, I, yeah, please. I mean, yeah. So, uh, aliens, yeah. huh? You trying, to, you trying to put me to sleep now? I'm trying to escape from psychopaths. You, you're obsessed with it. You're like a, you know, you're like a horror movie fan. You know, I'm not. I'm not a horror movie fan at all. Actually, <laughs> Leatherface. You know, like no, not at all. Not at all. You know, with the with the with the chainsaw. I'm, like, a, I'm a I'm a fan of I'm a fan of psychology, and I'm a fan of like. Uh, I'm not a fan of psychological thrillers, but I am a fan of psychology. 
and I'm I'm just listen, man. Since I'm a kid, and you probably there, we spoke about this before. Since I'm a kid, I've been looking around the world, and I've been looking at people around me, adults, and also kids, asking the question in my head, "Why are you the way that you are?" Like, dude, I, I literally, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to say like, I, I don't, I'm not here to do anything, but I just feel like I'm just here primarily to observe people and wonder what the f, f is wrong with them. You know, what is your major malfunction, Gomer Pyle? And meanwhile, you know, I'm the one that's been made to feel like something's wrong with me, you know, for, for 42 years. When in reality, I'm looking around and all, all I see is just like, not all I see, but again, I'm looking at people and people always tell me, you know, you know, what's that thing that Kanye said, you know, hurt people, hurt people. If somebody reacts to you in a certain way, just know that it's got nothing to do with you. It's something that they, you know, they, they woke up on the wrong side of the bed and there were this, you don't know what they're going through as if I'm supposed to give a damn what they're going, meaning they are, uh, how should I put this? They're talking to me the way that they're talking to me for literally no reason. I didn't bring this on. I wasn't nasty to them. I wasn't uh, whatever it is. They're, or they're treating me a certain way based on their perception of how they're, you know, uh, either who I am or, or, or I don't know what, what they are. Can I quickly how, attempt to explain that? I'm saying like, or how they're allowed to treat me. I'm saying, can and, I put yeah, no, I'm just, I just want to finish the thought. And I'm supposed to like understand why that is. Part of my language, I'm not here to understand why a person's being a shithead. I'm just here to not be near them. That's it. Okay, but I want to make you understand why a person's being a shithead. Thank you. And this is literally the reason for every one of them. Okay. Okay, so uh, God took them and threw them into into the middle of 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 the ocean. Okay, and I'll give you a good example. I was in a remember I told you about that crazy uh, bachelor party incident. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Where there was a misunderstanding. This is gonna be the misunderstanding. One hell of a misunderstanding. There's going to be some furniture moving around this MF. <laughs> you know, there's a misunderstanding. You end up in hell, and I'm like, oh, dude, I, think dude, I, I got I'm, off on the wrong stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo your father. Your eyebrows went to the top of the the camera shot just now. <laughs> you first, I, I was почему, почему, Frank, почему ты выглядишь как кабуки театр? Потому что, папа, потому что мне плохо стало, когда я приехал туда, я понял, куда я попал. Okay? It literally into the hand of the devil. Okay? I didn't know that. I didn't. I thought I was going to a condo. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I, anyway, my point is that during during one of these uh, one of the days I was there, they took a boat trip. They chartered a boat. Yeah. to go around the island and then they stopped off on a on a like a neighboring island or like on the other side of the island where there's like this little beach restaurant where you know they're gonna have like a meal you know like lunch or something like that 
uh, I was not feeling well. And my friends were not being nice to the to the to the wait staff. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very drunk and obnoxious. Okay. I <clears throat> I just wanted to because already I wasn't feeling well because it turned out later that I was sick. Like I, I had like a like a fever going on. And uh I just need to get away. I need to get away from that. So the the boat was anchored offshore. Right, and they they got us all to the beach with with uh, jet skis. I I couldn't take I couldn't take it. So Dude, it sounds I, like a story out of Epstein Island. Sorry, go on. It's nothing like Epstein Island. Thanks a lot, asshole. Farrakhan Supreme over here. God. Anyway, so <laughs> okay. this is a restaurant on a beach. <laughs> okay, I got it. It just. Every beach restaurant is Epstein Island. Anyway, no, just the way you're this doesn't matter. One of the one of the girls, by the way, uh, who was you know at the house, one of the girls, right? Yes. <laughs> Even my friends were like, mm, probably stay away from that one. We were really, she's she could have been under eighteen, you know. Like that. Even those guys were like, eh, no, yeah. She's like sitting there, like she, she looked lonely. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, so so this is the this is actually anti Epstein Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like uh, what's her name, uh, Brooke Shields, and uh, what? No, one no. Of her. Again, that's that's another Epstein. What do you? Oh. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying she probably looked like that, and you guys decided not to. No, she looked. No, she looked 18, but it okay. was still, it was like iffy. You know, it was, it was like, like borderline. Yeah. Yeah, it's like why is sort of like the bosses from Casino. Why take a chance? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so that's why I just remembering my friends. It's crazy. They're all sitting. I remember. I just remember them sitting there looking at me. You know, I'm just like trying to sit and drink calmly, and they're all looking at me like they're like, "Go, girl." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm I'm like, "I'm fucking Orthodox Jew. Why did you guys bring me here?" You didn't tell me I'm going. I'm going to live in a whorehouse. I can't do this. You know they were shocked. They, they. It's almost like, you know, talk about like people who can't bring themselves to believe something. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't bring themselves to believe that I was actually religious. Yeah. The reality of that was yeah. too much. Was too was like. Maybe they were testing you. They're they probably thought about no. They probably thought about all those Hasidish guys that go into like strip clubs in Manhattan. You know, with uh, Patrick Ewing, and they're like. He's probably just another one of those. Let's see what he's made of. Yoli. No, they were not doing that at all. They were concerned about me. Okay. So they're why like, the hell did they take you there? They're, they're like, how could you? Because they wanted to, to they, they, in their mind, I, I, they wanted to bring me joy. And so I don't miss out on the joys of life. I actually had a friend like that. He used to tell me, Gregory, I want you to be happy. I'm like, dude, I think your definition of happiness and my definition of happiness are two different things. Something tells me. They, and, and and here's the thing. The, the, the way they looked at me was like, they're like, young fool. Yeah. You know? That's how they, that was the attitude of everybody. And and what's funny is that the girls, they all of a sudden, you know, I, I wouldn't offer an explanation as to why I kept, you know, you know, saying no to their services. Advances, yeah. But not advances, their services, okay? They're not advancing at me. I'm saying like. They're working. They have to advance physically in order to. Yeah. Okay. 
And then like, I don't, I never said, oh, I'm not doing it because I'm religious. First of all, I was embarrassed to even say the word anything Jewy in that context whatsoever. I was yeah. so embarrassing. The biggest Hillel Hashem ever. I was terrified. I wanted to drown myself in the water. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so basically, uh, then the, the girls, somebody told them, I guess one of my friends told them, ah, he's religious, you know, They'll, and it's almost like, they was like, oh, you know, it was my, like an my, for them, you know, you like, might, might as well have told them they did you're gay or something. They No, they were challenging oh, really? me. Oh, wow. They were interested. They were like, oh, let's test them. That kind of thing. They were having yeah, like, oh, no. you know, like those girls, man, it's really tragic. And then the freaking devil himself, the pimp yeah, yeah. was terrorizing me. They were knocking on my door at all hours. They were, oh my God, I can't, these, these people are sick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but these are all adults. These are adult women. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to get away from my friends. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm swimming. <laughs> I decide to swim to the boat. That's like, uh-huh. and you know, you see the boat in the distance. Like, oh, there it is. It's not far. Yeah. But then you realize it's a mile. It's a mile. Oh my god! It's a big boat, and yeah. you have to swim a mile. Okay. Oh my god! So I'm swimming a mile, and and then the water gets dark. Oh no! In the Caribbean. Oh my god! You know, it's like clear water, right? It's nice, but mm-hmm. then the water gets deep and dark, mm-hmm. and then even in my drunk and and semi feverish state of mind with a massive headache, even I'm thinking like, that's the chaos. That's the true chaos right there in, in that complete unknown. There's just literally just a monster can just come up and just take a chunk out of me at any moment. There could be anything there. I can't see what's going on there. I can't see. And it's too late to swim back. It's the same amount of distance getting back to the to the shallowish waters where it's still kind of like, you know, yeah. you can see. Yeah. I might as well, I have to continue swimming to the boat. Plus, I don't want to look like a pussy in front of all my friends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even in that like panic state of mind i was yeah. still concerned about looking yeah. like a which 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 is also something that we have to talk about yeah people make crazy decisions based on that okay yeah so so i'm just swimming and then like i i finally get to the boat and the the, the boat crew is like they're looking at me like like this you know they're like what the hell like why, why would you do that and yeah. I, just, I was like, I am not feeling well. I needed to get back to the boat. I couldn't yeah. wait. Yeah. I needed a refreshing dip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was crazy. Just the, the panic of so, just like you're swimming in the inky darkness, Yeah. you know, and literally anything could be looking at you just like as food. Who knows yeah. what? Who knows yeah. what? Okay. Um, so what is it? What? How does this connect to what I was? Uh... It's the panic because people live in that state, just being in this world. Everybody is essentially in that state, okay? Where okay. we're swimming in this inky black, we and we're in the, we we swim in the chaos, and we don't know what's going to happen. The anxiety that that brings us is is what everybody tries to spend all, spend all their time and money dealing with. So, and then somebody okay. comes along and says. You know, they have this look on their face. They're very serene. They're very zen. You know, uh-huh. I can help you, my child. Yeah. You know, I, I I can offer you a way out of the chaos. You know, that kind of thing. But, and and then you know, and if they're really slick, if they're good salespeople, if they yeah. have a good delivery, if yeah. they're handsome or if they're beautiful, right? Yeah. God is called, right? Okay. 
then they're like, come, 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 my child, come, right? Sure. Okay. But that's not what I was, I was talking about just why are, why are people, why, so that why, person, why am I, okay. So the person that says, come to me, my child, that their guru, their freaking cult leader. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Says, my child, the chaos that you're in, I will protect you from, okay. but I, you should know the reason why we are in a state of chaos. It's Greg. <laughs> okay. Look at that guy's nose. It's Greg. Anybody with a big Jewy nose but like dude, that. But I'm they, talking about little kids. I know, I know. But I'm talking about little kids, man. I'm talking about little kids. It's, it's the same principle. You got to figure out how that principle applies. Why that kid is upset. Okay. The kid is in turmoil because he's scared of the chaos. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He's anxious about it. Okay. But why was I not? What? Why am I different? Why was I different? Why was I at the, you know, why? Dude, you know that my dude, you know that my parents have a perception. They're God. Not gonna, no, no, listen, listen. I know, I know God. God's the easy answer. My parents have this perception that uh all like that my children or any children are supposed to be like I was when I was a kid, which is what? Not loud and calm. That's how I was when I was a kid. When my parents see people's kids who are like <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm, I try to tell them, do you know that that's par for the course? That's most kids. Most kids are insane. Because we live in an insane world with freaking screens in their face and, and their parents fighting and half of the, the parents are divorced and screaming and this and this, giving them, constantly giving them what they want and not no boundaries, nothing. Were you beaten as a child? Did you I, get on your full of child? I, I never gave a reason to. You know, the, the only time I was quote-unquote beaten uh is when i like i i remember like when in brooklyn i lost my racket and then i lied about it was like an expensive tennis racket that i lied to my dad about it my dad didn't like when i lied you know when i made up like elaborate stories about like and then he would like force he played my dad played all kind of f games with f, f my head you know he's like okay теперь ты будешь искать этого парня мы будем ходить по всему бруклину до ночи we walked around Z Park all night. He made me walk around. I didn't even know what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to go, where this kid is, this, this. I, that was like the one time my dad, like, seriously, like, he, like, he more so, I think, just met F with my head than disciplined me. I don't know what the hell he was doing. And then at some point, next day, we ended up going to like, the principal in PS16 and then ended up being like some anti Semitic kid who, who gave this Hispanic kid my racket. And then, and then the principal was Jewish. And then he, he set me aside and he's like, you know, don't ever let anybody these anti-Semites push you around. You got to stand up for yourself. I know he took your racket and da 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 da. And this whole it turned into this whole thing, like this whole like, you know, Hallmark uh, movie of the week situation. Dude, like that's actually good. That's actually good. I'm, I'm, I'm... I know, but I'm just saying, like, the, it, it started from me just lending a kid my racket, and I'm the one that got in trouble because I, I was nice. I was nice. National Zavitsa. No good deed goes unpunished. I lent the kid my racket. He's like, "Can I see that?" You know, it's just this Puerto Rican kid. Yo, let me see. Let me let me let me peep that for like ten minutes. He peeped it for like two days. Your father understood immediately what had happened, yeah. and he wanted to teach you a lesson that you wouldn't forget for the rest of your life. Yeah, but it was like it, it was a mind f. He mind f me, my dad. Listen, it, it, big time. Th that's a response. To Jesus, your father's anxiety about the. He figured something yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Figured something out about the chaos. Yeah. He wants to make sure 
that you have that information so that yeah. you don't have to go through what he went through. Also, he spent a lot of money on the racket, and my dad was my dad is one of these people. He, you know, whatever he. <laughs> He wants. He wanted to show you that money is not easy to get. Yeah, and that when you when you take a big chunk of it, you invest it in something. It's but he, not. But you know what he would say. Yeah. It's a yeah. very big deal. Yeah, it's not a tissue. But he made it seem like as if I'm the. like I had like I had malice in my heart. I wanted to f with my dad and give this kid my racket, and you know. I, I'm that's, like I, I literally, so dude. I was crying that whole night. I was like, oh, I just let. I was literally. I was like, I left. <laughs> that's Sovietism. That's Sovietism, dude. That's I was. The, that's the Sovietism. He. I was terrorized. You understand? Yeah. I was terrorized for 24 hours. My mother was like, at one point, she's like, you could please time the to him. Well, that's the mother is. She's gonna. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Like, it's just like you know. At some point, she let it. You know, whatever happened. Here's the thing. Here's why your father continued. I'm gonna. I'm all. I'm going in. I'm not doing devil's advocate. I'm totally behind your dad. Here's why he did what he did, and why he didn't okay. listen to your mom. Yeah. Because the mother's. I'm not gonna say always, but 99 yeah. percent of the time, she can't stick to the script. It's just she can't too much. You yeah. know what I mean? She's. That's my baby, right? No, but the there father, was no script. He. It was just a reaction on his part. It was no script. That's what you think. So listen. So I'm telling you my opinion. I'm telling okay. you. You don't have to agree with me. Okay. So he's like, no, your father thought well and hard about what, how is, how are you going to use this experience? How is he going to use this experience to, to teach you the, one of the most fundamental lessons of your life? Okay. He, it, it's called nip it in the bud early. It's relatively. Don't lend anybody anything. Is that, is that the lesson? Don't don't give a port don't give a Puerto Rican kid in, in the park uh, your your racket or what? That's that's your leftism. That, that's that's your public school. No, uh, not Barot. I mean, it, it's it's no, my right wingism. That's not the, that's not the lesson. He's saying that what he's saying is like this. Yeah, that's the primary lesson. And also, yeah. Yeah. if you're gonna, don't be so generous. First of all, yeah, it's something that you didn't procure yeah okay also understand that you're being very generous with something that it's essentially it's your father owns it he owns yeah. you and he yeah. owns your fucking tennis racket too he's yeah. giving these things to you and it cost it was very difficult for him for sure acquire that okay? listen in my head i'm a 10 year old kid and right. And, right. I, and all i'm doing is i'm i'm lending this supposedly decent guy for five minutes my racket because he wants to put and and it's like they're, 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 they're and in my head I, at the time I was even thinking I'm like there's got to be another way. If I literally I think I even told him I'm like if you want to like. I, I remember at one point asking him like why are you doing this? There's another way to like teach me a lesson, but this is not it. No, no, seriously, I was like I was like you want to walk around all, all of Brooklyn until ten o'clock at night looking for what? You got to understand. You got to understand. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Come on. Can you just stop for a second? Yeah. Look, could there could there have been a better way, right, to to teach you a lesson? Okay, po possibly, but he you have to understand that that's the best thing he could come up with. I know because that's what he, he saw from his father. He didn't I choose. I know. I know. I know. He didn't I choose know. that method because yeah. he wanted to mess with you. He yeah. did the best that he could. I know. Just like nobody helped me. It doesn't matter. That's what yeah. that's what entered his mind. He could not yeah. come up 
with a better idea. And yeah. you might be wrong about its effectiveness. You might be wrong that if had he gone softer or, yeah. or been whatever, it may have not made the same impression on you. I don't, okay? I'm not talking so, about softer. I'm talking about just smarter. <laughs> it was just, it was like a waste of time. It was not a waste of time because you're still talking about it to this day. I'm talking about it to this day about its, 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 its traumatic effect, not, not about how effective it was. Are you, were you ever a loch after this, after, uh, after that occurrence? What, did I ever lend anybody things? Listen, uh, hold on. Let's get back to that for a second. Yeah, I was. There's moments saying, where, I, saying, where I was. He's saying like this. You have to, another fundamental part of the lesson is that Puerto Rican, not, it doesn't matter. You got to know the person. Oh, that, yeah. That you are sharing something with. Yeah. You have to make sure. That, that I did that learn. Knows you well, that you yeah. know him well, yeah. that you have a mutual respect. It has to it has to be confirmed. So, so what I did learn was that the the kid who was his friend, it, he was the one that convinced me to give it to him. I didn't know the kid that I gave the racket to. I knew the guy who convinced me, or to, like asked me to give the racket to him. And I I learned that that kid uh, was this like uh, you know whatever he was Irish anti semite guy, who again the principal ended up like uh because that kid when uh after he found out ah, after he found out that i went to that i was going to go to the principal that i went to the principal he basically made all kinds of anti-semitic slurs at me and he thought threatened to you know kick my ass basically it was a rock and a hard place because it was like if i was going to go to the, my dad wanted me to go to the principal i told my dad if i go to the principal this kid's gonna kick my ass if i don't go my dad's gonna you know it's like <laughs> who's ass over so my dad, my dad is just like, listen, let me worry about. You should have reacted like Charlie Murphy. Remember, he's like, he goes, I whooped yeah. a lot of guys' asses that I didn't yeah. think I could work because I was scared of my mom whooping my ass. Exactly. Exactly. Charlie. exactly. I mean, to Eddie, to Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, this kid was bigger than me. He was, he, he was in, I think, a greater above me or whatever it was. Um, yeah. So then I just remember sitting in the office and then just, you know, Mr. Breyer, principal man. Jewish guy, and he was just like, and and he's he. My mom tells me to this day. I think he was probably one, you know, one of these old time Jewish Democrat guys. But he told me, he sat me down alone. He told he told my parents to leave the room after this whole thing. In his office, and he was just like, listen, he's like, listen, Gregory, let me tell you something. You know, I didn't want to say anything in front of anybody. I'm just telling you this. Per this is. If anybody, if any lesson I learned for the rest of my life, it was from him. That was effective. He told it was me. Good cop, bad cop. He told, he told yeah, no, I know, but he told he told me he he no, this was like he he was just it was just advice. He was just like, people don't like us. There's gonna be people that don't like us, meant the Jews. And always stand up for yourself as a Jew. You know, this like very uh you know i used to see this principal this guy come into because i was in the higher you know the advanced class he used to come into our class and get you know he was like this nice kind of mr rogers guy whatever i never saw him like that i never thought that you know he would like sit me down i would get a one-on-one -on -one with him him telling me about how people hate jews and how there's going to be little kids who are their parents tell them you know you know these kids were uh half the kids of my school were irish and italian so what they're catholic right their parents hate us 
They're, they hate us. They're the ones that tell their kids, you know what Hanukkah is? It's Jewish Christmas. They're just jealous that they don't have a holiday. So they had to make up a holiday around the time of our holiday. That's what they tell their kids. These are the people that tell their kids. Some, some of them. <laughs> some of them, not all of them. I'm saying like in my school, that was, you know, I used to have kids come up to me. They're like, you just really, you just have Jewish Christmas, right? Like they all sound like Carmen. Yeah, you kid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he told me he was just like, you gotta stand just stand up for yourself. You know, at the very least, you know. You see that you see, look, I guess it's nice of him to say that, but he, he didn't he didn't he didn't guide you all the way to where I know it's easy to say somebody you got to stand up for yourself. And, listen, you know, listen. This was 1990. Oh, you know, people, this is 1991. Whatever. I've, I've had the I've had that talk. Right. <clears throat> Only one guy ever really told me what it really means. What that actually means. Yeah, people say yeah. you got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You stand up for yourself. Only oh, one guy. Can, was, can I say something really actually, quickly? I, sure. I did. So I apologize. I I did ask him. I, I remember this. What if uh, you know I get into a fight here and I end up in your office? He's like, "Let me worry about that." Continue. Okay. So, so there's one guy who I cannot say his name at all, who is a involved with a with an organized crime type thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know him because my my uncle had a store. My uncle who passed away. He had a store on Avenue U and he, sh and it was one of those stores where, you know, there's like two like display, you know, it was like two different like kiosks, yeah. you know, he, my, my uncle was selling his cameras. Right. Yeah. And then, and then the business next, you know, right next to him was, I forgot what it was, but there was, um, there's a girl working there, <clears throat> older. She was older girl. I, I was, I was like 12, mm -hmm. 11, 12. She was yeah. like 18 or 19. And I would talk with her all the time because I, I, I spent a lot of time in the in the store with my uncle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her father was somebody in a in something. Okay. So <laughs> I would end up talking to him a lot. And he's a very fun guy to talk to. Yeah. And you know, and he kind of like, you know, he, not a Jew, not a Jew at all. Yeah. Like half Puerto Rican, half Irish, something like that, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Frankie, he goes, you know what it means to stick up for yourself, right? Yeah. You take this right here, right? And pop them right in the eye like that, straight in. Yeah. And you yeah. do it a lot. And then you bash their nose in, okay? That's what it means to stand up for yourself. He's the only one who ever had the balls to tell me the truth. Yeah. Okay? If that, if the principal should have finished the job, job and said that's what it means to stand up for yourself otherwise that's going to happen to you that's what they're going to do to you that's what yeah. they want to do to you okay yeah. so yeah. i'm just saying that like giving advice general vague advice to a kid is not good if you're gonna if you're gonna say something as esoteric as you got to stand up for yourself and then leave the kid to to decide what that means yeah that's not good yeah. could be anything could be anything. The kid could go like, I can't handle this. And then just fetal up in the, you know, in the fetal position. I don't know what it means. Or the kid could say, I guess I have to grab a, a brick and yeah. smash it in somebody. You can't leave a kid yeah. kind of like, you know, floundering like that. 
Okay. Also, my father told me that a bunch of times. <laughs> but I'm just saying, of all these yeah. characters, whoever, you know, all these, uh, all, all this like unsolicited advice that we get growing up, that was the most, that was the, the only useful unsolicited advice about standing up for, for myself that I ever got from, from a person. Yeah. You know, I'm actually going to go, because my parents like to tell me that story, because they they remember, they remember it more vividly than I do. And I will uh, ask them again about it to, you know, to, to kind of recount that story for me. Because hmm. my, mo my mom was actually very impressed. She was quite, quite impressed by the... Uh, you know this whole thing what was she impressed by I, I'm no she was impressed by 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 the by the by the principal's words to me she was surprised and she was impressed um, yeah by the way facebook and the graces of their heart cut out uh they just notified me that they're going to cut out the part from conan the barbarian because it's a copyright uh issue blah See, aren't you glad that I acted it out, right? That yes. I beautifully portrayed yes. James Earl Jones's uh, my acting my acting chops. How do you like that? Yeah. So, um, uh, so goddess cults, huh? Yes. Hmm. I mean, what what else is there to say? You went to the dark side. You went to the you went to the dark <laughs> side. What do you mean? What do you mean? Rank them or low. And you went to the dark side. What do you mean? What, what, what do you... I'm saying you went to like, I want to go to like topics. I want to go to escapist topics. Okay, so let's go to escapist topics. I guess the goddess cult thing is not a very escapist talk, topic. But it is something I want to flesh out more. Okay. On what a bad deal it is for guys. I didn't. I don't <laughs> feel like I said enough about it. Hmm. Okay, fellas. You, you're watching porn, all right? <laughs> you pick the girl that you like. Remember, this is for old chunks of coal like me, okay? Yeah. You know, simple guys that just like girls, okay? Yeah. All right? You, then for some reason, you're compelled to watch her have very enjoyable experience with, with someone that's not you. Yeah. Okay? And never will be. You'll never experience it. All right? Yeah. And yet you're watching it. And then you waste your essence, your energy, and your time. And, and folks, your time is very valuable, right? Because you could have gone out and met somebody. Yeah. You could have been out there. You could have been talking to someone. You could have had a real experience. Maybe not. But it's, it was at least a possibility. It is completely impossible to, to have an experience when you're wasting your time <laughs> on that. Okay? So you're, you're wasting your time, your energy, you're damaging your mind, you're damaging your soul, and you're feeding the Sitra Ahra. Okay? Uh, and you're not having any enjoyment i don't think anybody ever talks about that particular like angle like if you're talking to a religious guy he's going to tell you don't do this because you're feeding the citra akhra and what you're doing is that the, the main reason to not do it is because god 
doesn't want you to, and it's harmful to you, and this and that. No one ever says, also, you're not having a good time. Yeah. You're not. That's what I'm here to tell you. Go have a good time. Go have a real time. Go do something real. Yeah. Your life is 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 being like drained from you in every in, like in every way it's really that bad yeah okay it's it's kind of like a matrix within a matrix make time and it's a horrible deal and the girl who you know i used to feel bad for her but now 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 she's a feminist okay and yeah. she's empowered now okay mm -hmm. so which means that there's more than just des you know desperation for money and by the way a girl who's desperate for money doesn't is not having such a great time if you see a porn star having a great time that's more than just money folks yeah okay so you're watching other people have a great time okay and you're not experiencing any of it okay yeah, yeah. They're getting paid for it. They're becoming famous, and, and which will continue their lifestyle of, of having more of those enjoyable experiences while you have nothing. Why? And the fact that you're viewing it is fueling that, right? Because if you weren't viewing it, then I don't know how they make money. Advertisers, right? Like they, there's a reason like, like anything, any kind of content that becomes popular is it attracts advertisers and that's how that, that the whole thing is funded basically okay so uh so these people are are given a, a livelihood because you're watching this so you're giving them the livelihood they're having a great time and you're not you're wasting your essence you're wasting your time and you're losing your life That sucks. That's a very bad deal. So I'm not giving you the conventional angle on this. Like, don't do this because, you know, God says it's bad and it's not, you know, but you're. Yeah. I'm not telling you to go out and do bad stuff, but it, it's like there's a spectrum, you know, like. Go have an experience, like go actually have a tactile experience in the physical world rather yeah. than that. I mean, like. And also, here's another thing. One of the reasons why I think people watch it is because they see they see what they think seems like passion. Or let's yeah. let's let's move let's focus off of porn for a second. Let's go to like prostitution. Yeah. Guys, guys never get what what they're searching for. Guys, what you're what you are shopping for is not being sold. Okay? You want passion. Okay, uh, a good prostitute, I suppose, I've never employed the services, can si perhaps simulate that, right? But yeah. that's, it's still, that's not, you're going to know that that's not, you're still, some, there's something missing. You want somebody who wants to be in that situation with you. You want, you want to be with somebody who is just as passionate as you are. You want to, you're searching for a match for that energy that you have. Yeah. You can't get that. In porn, you can't get that from prostitutes. You can't get that. 
from something you pay for. You can't. It's not, it's not available. Okay. That's a, that's a con. That's the goddess cult con. Yeah. Okay. It's not real. That's, that's, that's primary. That's probably the primary evil of the goddess cult yeah. is that it, they're exploiting this desperate, maybe not use the word desperate, this, in, this inherent drive to seek energetic passion. And they're trying to trick you into thinking that they can offer you, that you can, you know, that you can find it outside of God, outside of God allowing that experience to happen to you. Yeah. It, the goddess cult is trying to trick you into not having that experience. Okay. And, and it knows the only way to really have that experience is by some fractal of the Shekhinah. Yeah. Okay. So they want to make sure that you don't, you don't even have the potential to have that experience. That's, that's like the, the, the evil of the God. That's the evil of the goddess cult. There's a lot of evil, yeah. but that's like, yeah. you know what I mean? They, it, which means that the goddess of the goddess cult despises you. Yeah. Okay. The, your natural desire to have an experience, a passionate, energetic, real experience, right? Why does what? Why should that bother someone? Yeah. Why would anybody mind if you have that? If you find somebody out there that where you can, where you could, who's a match for your energy? Yeah. That resonates our, with you. Our, our right? friend, our friend is saying. Uh, prostitution equals little old little girl trauma equals MK Ultra equals soul death individual equals sadness and tragedy. I'm speaking about an archetype right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, she the 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 goddess from the goddess cult. She hates your guts. Yeah. She wants to make sure that you don't ever get what you're actually looking for and she mm -hmm. wants to profit off of your search for it like a psychopath yeah pretty okay. much it's psychotic yeah again i'm saying this stuff because i think about it a lot because i try not to be a worshiper of the goddess cult you know how many times I realized I thought I was a, an Orthodox Jew, but I realized I'm a. Apparently, I go. I'm going to the Goddess Church, yeah. meaning every time I watch porn, I you know, I, well, I literally went to the Goddess Church twice. I went to a strip club twice in my life. Okay, that's Goddess Church. Okay, yeah, and she has her like Praetorian guard there to make sure that nothing happens. She makes so much money. For yeah. nothing. So just looking the way that she does and kind of moving around and slightly tricking you into thinking that she likes you. Remember um, yeah. uh, Pablo Francisco? Yes. He was doing that routine when he was in the club where he was terrorizing the club. Bing, with his... bing, 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 like, Pikachu. <laughs> like, quack, quack, right? Yeah. Like quack, the girl's quack. like sliding in the pole. He's like, quack, quack, right? yeah. and then he does yeah. an impression of the, of the bouncer. He's like, hey, man, hey, duck. 
Yeah. Why are you doing this, Doug? <laughs> yeah. Here. Buy that, please. God. So funny. Here. Here. Ecstasy. Is this a hoochie club scene? This is it. Yeah, yeah. It's like two minutes long. Let's play this. I think people should. We should. We should introduce Paul Francisco to people, because he's one of these guys. What? What do you mean tragedy? I think he had a. I think he had, he had drug substance abuse issues. That's why he fell out of the. Oh uh, yeah. For a while, so. Oh, let me just share the screen. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Let me just. Jesus, club last time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm some dancer says I look like a monkey. So it's like dancing. He does sound effects amazing. Yeah. You think I'm hot? What's up? What'd you say? You look like a fucking monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey. How could she have the balls to say that then? If this wasn't a goddess cult. Monkey. Hey man, I almost got kicked out of there for going. I was doing that. Heard that before. Walking because it's like it's really dark in there, so you just walk in there and just go. It's like throwing the dancers on. Give it up for Alexis. Come on. Her boyfriend's at the bar watching you give her money right now. She's supporting his crystal meth habit. Come on, right now. What the fuck? Who's doing that? This is a job, man. Don't be doing that. Stop it. I'm making those noises and shit. Give me my money. Where's my money? Give it to me. For two hours, I had this strip club going crazy, just doing the dunking shit. Even the bouncers are coming out. All right, man, who's the duck? <laughs> Come on out, man. Show your face. What's up, duck? Don't be doing that shit, man. Come on out, you duck. It's coming from this area, man. It's coming from this area. <laughs> I threw $544 there last time. Shit. Oh, man, I want those girls. Those girls are con artists, man. They'll say anything to get your money. You'll be like, I love pigeons. Right on, pigeons. <laughs> Right on, little pigeons. Hell yeah. You like pigeons? Little ones. <laughs> she likes pigeons. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Luckily, show the I love apples. Green apples. Green apples. Green apples. She likes apples. It's good. This is me leaving Captain Creams. Loch. Speaking of Loch, man. Wait, I didn't hear the last part of that. He said, "This is me." He goes, this is me leaving Captain Creams. Oh, because he has no money left, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "It's gonna happen." Bro, I remember when I when I was on the Dominican island, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I wanted to escape. I had no place to go because this is like the condo. It was on the beach, but it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. It was not like, and the, and next door were like regular girls that were 
that were renting a condo just kind of to, to be there, you know? And they weren't like, they just looked like regular girls. Yeah. And I just wanted to go over there and, and just hang out with them. Ha- not hang out with them. I was like, no, cause I was, look, I saw all my friends getting laid. I was going mm. crazy. Yeah. I was losing my mind. And I was like, I don't want to deal with this fake shit with these con artists with these with with these girls yeah but i do still want something (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it makes sense and there's these you know cute chubby girls you know they 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 didn't look like models or anything i'd rather just hang out and have experiences with real girls and than this this goddess cult con game okay yeah and i hope the rest of you (laughs) will follow suit okay yeah you gotta kill. We have to. We have to like annihilate the goddess cult. That is literally just. Yeah. It's 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 vampirism. It's. Uh, how, how do we do this? We tell. Dude, people, you know, I'll tell you why, man. These it, these people. If you talk, feel dumb. If you talk to these people, if you talk to these people that work in this industry, they'll say, "We're not hurting anybody. Nobody's hurting yeah, anybody. Hurting. It's all clean fun." No, no, you're hurting people. It's not clean fun. You're a liar. You're a con artist. And and you you're hurting yourself. That's not my problem, though. You know, you want to hurt yourself. Yeah. My yeah. problem is that you you are hurting other people. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that you know you should be Taliban. I'm not saying that there should be a law passed. But I want. I reserve the right to tell my my brothers and some of my sisters, a little, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, to not get sucked into the goddess cult. Yeah. Okay. Uh, don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Have a real life. I'm not even telling you to be some kind of religious person. Just have a real life. Yeah. Like, stop being conned. Like, God, it's like so disgusting. Well, it goes right along with being conned by other things, like what we're seeing in front of us. It's the same. Uh, the whole world is being conned. They got conned about Trump. They got conned about Obama, by Obama. Uh, they got conned by Clinton. They got, they've been, they've been cons pretty much. We found out what two days ago that they were cons since the murder of JFK. Maybe the only one who did it, they said, actually, somebody mentioned this. They're like, they tried to do the same thing to Reagan as a JFK. They didn't succeed. So Reagan was like a respite of their crap. There was like you an know, eight year. And, and you could see it because look no, how Reagan was shot. You know that, right? He was shot, but they, they, yeah. they, they didn't, he didn't die. Yeah. But, but you know, when I learned that Reagan was shot, they never explained, like you, you kind of, when they, they never explained why, yeah. They, not only do they not explain why, but they also give you the impression that it wasn't very serious. Like it was just a yeah. shot in the arms. Yeah, it was some crazy guy. When I heard the reality of it, yeah. it was a four-hour operation. He got shot. Yeah, he almost you know, died. He almost died. Here. It's a miracle that he survived that. His here, let, let's 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 read the here. Um, the shooting. Okay, here we go. This is the shooting. At 2.27 p.m., Reagan exited the hotel through the President's Walk on Florida Avenue. This is in, uh, this happened in uh, D.C., where reporters waited. He left the T Street at Northwest exit towards his waiting limousine as Hinckley waited within the crowd of admirers. The wait, secret... wait, stop, stop, stop. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, it just came back to me huh. like, like the Balrog's whip, you know, okay. not letting me proceed. Okay. One more thing about the goddess cult, and this is probably for guys the most important thing. Okay. It is training you how to watch your your girl yeah. get banged by other guys. 
it's training you yeah. that's the prime that's you start out that way right you you know i heard desi arnaz remember like like uh ricky ricardo from from yeah. Lucy, right desi arnaz yeah he, he was on some late night show i think it was carson and they got into the topic of pornography he goes why should i watch pornography why not to have i want to have my real experience i i you know and then this other guy is like i don't get porn like i see the girl I like her. I was like, oh, there's, yeah. there's my, there's a girl. I want to be my girl. You know, if I want to be, and then some guy comes and bangs your girlfriend. You yeah, know? exactly. And you got to watch it. Yeah. It, it, it essentially programs you to somehow find that acceptable. Yeah. And then you have this whole like cuckold phenomenon thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's training you. Folks at home, you're never going to hear any rabbis talk about this in the open. Yeah. So, so for the for the regular guys in the world, the old chunks of coal, don't allow yourself to be programmed to be to find it acceptable to watch to, to for anybody else to touch your girlfriend or your wife. Yeah, exactly. that's what it does. That's part of it. Yeah, that's the the feminine that's the feminine worship. You understand? Yeah. That's part of like that's the Cleopatra thing. Yeah, you, you know, like the the myth about Cleopatra, right? Like, yeah, she could have uh, like anybody could have relations with yeah. her but then they have to die like yeah. you know that's the yeah it's, it's not the same but it's a it's, it's yeah. in the same vein yeah. okay all right can let's I, go can back. i continue about this so so reagan right so yeah it goes into detail how he was shot and this and that i'm not gonna go into so this is uh within moments of the first shot secret service agent dennis mccarthy no relation to agent timothy mccarthy dove across the sidewalk and landed directly on hinkley as others pushed him to the ground Another Cleveland, Cleveland area labor official, Frank J. McNamara, joined Antonucci and started punching Hinckley in the head, striking him so hard he drew blood. Agent McCarthy later reported that he had to strike two citizens to force them to release Hinckley. Secret Service agent Mar Robert Wanko, mis misidentified as Steve Wanko in a newspaper report, dis deployed an Uzi submachine gun concealed in a briefcase to cover the president's evacuation and to, to deter wow. a potential group attack. Yeah, that's what they're hiding. You know what that means? You know what that means? The Secret Service agents were in on it. The uh -huh. citizens possibly saved uh, yeah. uh, Reagan's life. Listen to this. The day after the shooting, Hinckley's gun was driven to the ATF, given to the ATF. ATF is the uh, alcohol, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Right? Which traced its origin. Its origin. Just 16 minutes, agents found that the gun had been purchased at Rocky's Pawn Shop in Dallas, Texas on October 13, 1980. It had been loaded with six Devastator brand cartridges which contains small aluminum and lead azide explosive chargers designed to explode on contact. The bullet that hit Brady was the only one that exploded. On April 2nd, after learning that the others could explode at any time, oh, wow, that's crazy. Volunteer doctors wearing bulletproof vests removed the bullet from Delahanty's so neck. This is like a Secret Service. So now listen to this. George Washington University Hospital. After the Secret Service first announced the shots fired over its radio network at 2.27 p.m., Reagan, codenamed Rawhide, <laughs> was taken away by the agents in the limousine, stagecoach. No one knew that Reagan had been shot. After Parr searched Reagan's body and found no blood, he stated that Rawhide is okay, we're going to, to crown the White House, as he preferred its medical facilities to an unsecured hospital. Reagan was in great pain from the bullet uh, that struck his rib and believed that his rib had cracked when Parr pushed him to, into the limousine. When the agent checked him for gunshot wounds, However, Reagan coughed up blood, coughed up bright, frothy blood. 
Although the president believed that he had cut his lip, Barr believed that the cracked rib had punctured Reagan's lung and ordered the motorcade to divert nearby uh, to nearby George Washington University Hospital, which the Secret Service periodically inspected for use. The limousine arrived there less than four minutes after leaving the hotel. Unlike Rabin, <laughs> took 30 minutes. <laughs> While other agents took Hinckley to a DC jail and Nancy Reagan uh, left the White House for the hospital. Oh, her codename was Rainbow. That's interesting. Although Parr, although Parr had requested a stretcher, none were ready at the hospital, and did not, it, did, it did not normally keep a stretcher at the emergency department's entrance. Reagan exited the limousine and insisted on walking. Reagan acted casual and smiled at onlookers as he walked in. While he entered the hospital unassisted, once inside, the president complained of difficulty breathing. His knees buckled, and he went down on one knee. Parr and others assisted him into the emergency department. The physician, the physician to the president, Daniel, Daniel Ruch, had been near Reagan during the shooting and arrived in a separate car. Believing that the president might have, a heart, have had a heart attack, he insisted that the hospital's trauma team and not himself or specialists from elsewhere operate on him as they would any other patient. When a hospital employee asked Reagan, aide Michael Deaver, for the patient's name and address, only when Deaver stayed at 1600 Pennsylvania did the worker realize that the president of the United States was in the emergency department. The medical team, led by Joseph Giordano, cut off Reagan's $1,000 custom-made suit uh, to examine him. Reagan complained about the cost of the ruined suit, which was cited by an assistant in a press briefing to reassure the public that the president was in stable health. Military officers, including one, the one who carried the nuclear football, unsuccessfully tried to prevent FBI agents from confiscating the suit. Uh, Reagan's wallet and other possessions as evidence. The gold codes card was in the wallet. Oh, wow. And the FBI did not return until two, until two days later. The medical FBI, the medical personnel found that Reagan's systolic blood pressure was 60 compared to the normal 140, indicating that he was in shock and knew that most 70-year-olds on the president's condition would not survive. Uh, Reagan was in excellent physical health, however, and was also shot by the 22 caliber instead of a larger 38, as was first feared. They treated him with, the, with intravenous fluids, oxygen, tetanus, toxoid, and chest tubes, and surprised Parr, who still believed that he, are you okay? Yeah. Who still believed that he had uh, cracked the president's rib by finding the entrance of the gunshot wound. Brady and the wounded agent McCarthy were operated on near the president. When his wife arrived in the emergency department, Reagan remarked to her, honey, I forgot to duck. <laughs> Borrowing boxer Jack Dempsey's line to his wife the night he was beaten by Gene Tunney. While intubated, he scribbled to a nurse. All in all, I'd rather be in Philadelphia, barring a line from W.C. Fields. Although Reagan came close to death, the team's quick action and Parr's decision to drive to the hospital instead of the White House likely saved the president's life. And within 30 minutes, Reagan left the emergency department from surgery with normal blood pressure. The chief thoracic surgery surgeon, uh, Benjamin L. Aaron, <laughs> decided to perform a thoracotomy. You heard lasting... that little smirk, folks? You heard the little smoke? He's like... Jewish doctor. Anyway, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> lasting 105 minutes because the bleeding persisted. Ultimately, Reagan lost over half of his blood volume in the emergency department and during surgery, which removed the bullet. Unbelievable. In the operating room, Reagan removed his oxygen mask to joke. I hope you are all Republicans. <laughs> the doctors in there. See, this is when you had like Reagan Democrats and there was like actual unity in the country. The doctors and nurses laughed and Giordano, a Democrat, replied, today, Mr. President, we are all Republicans. Uh, the Reagan's post-operative course was complicated by fever, which was treated with antibiotics. As entering the op operating room conscious and not in shock, 
and the surgery being routine caused Reagan's doctors and others to predict that he would be able to leave the hospital in two weeks, return to work at the Oval Office in a month, and completely heal in six to eight weeks with no long-term side effects. Uh, I'm just curious about this guy, Hinckley. Um, can I, can I, before you go to Hinckley, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about Teddy Roosevelt. It's more interesting than Hinckley, I think. Teddy Roosevelt was giving a speech, okay, uh -huh. in public, just like, you know, just like himself as president. Or this is like just after he was running again for a second. I'm not sure exactly. Somebody shot him during the speech. He continued the speech. <laughs> he finished it. It's crazy. Could, could, could we? Could you? I want to find a. I want to find a reference to that. I got. I, I'm not doing this justice. Who? Who? Wait. Who? Who? Teddy Roosevelt. Hold on. Hold on. Teddy Roosevelt was shot. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, when history.com, here you go, History Channel. You found it? Yeah. When Teddy Roosevelt was shot in 1912, a speech may have saved his life. It takes more than that to kill a bull moose, is like his party that he created. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt's opening line was hardly remarkable for a presidential, cam presidential campaign speech. Friends, I shall ask you to be as quiet as possible. His second line, however, was a bombshell. I don't know whether you fully understand that I just have just been shot. Clearly, Roosevelt had buried the lead. <laughs> the horrified audience in Milwaukee Auditorium on October 14, 1912, gasped as the former president unbuttoned his vest to reveal his bloodstained shirt. It takes more than that to kill a bull moose, the wounded candidate assured them. He, re he reached into his coat pocket and pulled out a bullet-riddled 50-page speech. Holding up his prepared remarks, which had two big holes blown through each page, Roosevelt continued. Fortunately, I had my manuscript, so you see... I was going to make a long speech and there is a bullet. There is where the bullet went through and it probably saved me from it going into my heart. The bullet is in me now, so I cannot make a very long speech, but I will try my best. He, he thought that the bullet had just got jammed in one of his ribs. He so he's yes. like, oh, I got some time. Uh, only the president, bro. The dude, pre this right. campaign speech. Only two days before, the editor-in-chief of the Outlook characterized Roosevelt as an electric battery of inexhaustible energy. And for the next 90 minutes, the 53-year-old former, former president proved it. I was former. I give you my word. I do not care a rap about being shot. Not a rap. Few could doubt him. Although his voice weakened and his breath shortened, Roosevelt glared at his nervous aides whenever they begged him to stop speaking or position themselves around the podium to catch him if he collapsed. Collapse. Only with the speech complete did he agree to visit, visit the hospital. This is to show his shirt. It's all bloody on the right side. In Milwaukee. The shooting had occurred just after 8 p.m. as Roosevelt entered his car outside the Gilpatrick Hotel. As he stood up in the open-air automobile and waved his hat with his right hand to the crowd, a flash from a Colt revolver five feet away lit up the night. The candidate's stenographer quickly put the would-be assassin in a half-Nelson <laughs> and grabbed the assailant's right wrist to prevent him from firing a shot. The well-wishing crowd morphed into a bloodthirsty pack, raining blows on the shooter and shouting, kill him. According to an eyewitness, one man was the coolest and least excited of anyone in the frenzied mob, uh, Roosevelt, the man who had been propelled to the Oval Office after an assassin felled President William McKinley bellowed out, don't hurt him, bring him here, I want to see him. Roosevelt asked the shooter, what did you do it for? 
With no answer forthcoming, he said, oh, what's the use? Turn him over, turn him over to the police. Although there were no outward signs of blood, the former, former president reached inside his heavy overcoat and felt a dime-sized bullet hole on the right side of his chest. He pinked me, Roosevelt told the party official. He coughed into his hand three times, not seeing any telltale blood. He determined that the bullet hadn't penetrated his lungs. An accompanying doctor naturally told the driver to head directly to the hospital, but Colonel Roosevelt gave different marching orders. You get me to that speech. And he shows papers, Roosevelt's pockets at the time he was shot. Oh, my God. X-rays taken after the campaign event showed the bullet lodged against Roosevelt's fourth rib on an upward path to his heart. Fortunately, the projectile had been slowed by his dense overcoat, steel-reinforced eyeglass case, and hefty speech squeezed into his inner right jacket pocket. Roosevelt dictated a telegram to his wife that he said was in excellent shape and that, that he said he was in excellent shape and that the trivial wound wasn't a particle more serious than one of the injuries of any of the boys used to continually use continue to be having. <laughs> Even before the shooting, the 1912 presidential campaign had been a raucous one with the former Republican president challenging his party's standard bearer, uh, incumbent William Howard Taft. Sound familiar? The internecine fight, so fierce that barbed wire concealed by patriotic bunting defended the podium at a Republican convention, tore the grand old party apart. Roosevelt went rogue and ran under the banner of the Progressive Party, nicknamed the Bull Moose Party. Blasted by political opponents, elements of the press. Wait, progressive, progressive, that doesn't mean this. It meant totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen to this. Blasted by political opponents and elements of the press for being power, a power hungry traitor willing to break the tradition of two term presidencies, Roosevelt told the Milwaukee audience that the campaign's inflamed political rhetoric contributed to the shooting. It is a very natural thing that weak and vicious minds should be inflamed to acts of violence by the kind of awful mendacity and abuse that have been heaped upon me for the last three months by the papers. The weak mind responsible for the assassination attempt belonged to the 36 year old John Schrank. An unemployed New York City salon keeper, saloon keeper, who had stalked his prey around the country for weeks. A handwritten screed found in his pockets reflected the troubled thoughts of a paranoid schizophrenic. To the people of the United States, Shank had written, In a dream, I saw President McKinley sit up in his coffin, pointing at a man in a monk's attire whom I recognized Theodore Roosevelt. The dead president said, This is my murderer, avenge my death. Shank also claimed that he acted to defend the two term tradition of American presidents. I did not intend to kill the citizen Roosevelt, the shooter said at his trial. I intended to kill Theodore Roosevelt, the third termer. Shrank pled guilty, was determined to be insane, and was confined for life in Wisconsin State Asylum. Doctors determined it was safer to leave the bullet embedded deep in Roosevelt's chest than to operate. Although the shooting exacerbated his chronic rheumatoid, arthri rheumatoid arthritis for the rest of his life. Dude, he had a bullet. What the heck? The rest of his life. Even though the attempted assassination unleashed a wave of sympathy for Roosevelt, the Republican split led to an easy victory by Democrat Woodrow Wilson on election day. Roosevelt came in second with 27% of the vote and the highest percentage of any third party candidate in American history. I can almost guarantee you that Woodrow Wilson tried to have him killed. Because oh, Woodrow yeah. Wilson is a goddamn Gnostic fruitcake. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the real progressive, the one yeah. that the one that they all they all pray to, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. The Clintons, all those people, they all love Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. The philosopher, the academic president. Yeah, yeah. Debile. Only debile. Yeah, man. Pretty badass, though, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't have those guys anymore. Maybe Trump is like a, he's like a sliver. Trump is a guy who's who likes that story. <laughs> yeah, you know, like maybe, exactly, exactly. That's that, that's the best that we got. The best. He's a guy that he's a guy that would say, "I wish I could do that." Yeah, that guy. I respect that guy. I wish I was healthy enough to to, to do that's that. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's that's bad." You know, like yeah. I just want to. You know, that's what the what the woke or whatever the progressives, the globalists, they want Americans to forget that's who we are. Yeah. That we're like, they're like, eh, I think it's just a rip we, shot. We get shot, right? we walk around, we go, we I'll walk. Finish, the, we, I'll finish my speech. Exactly. We Or we walk into the hospital like Reagan and we joke around and yeah, say lines from movies as we're being operated on. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, like there's the, like, there's like the image of like the guy who like the devil standing right in front of him, right? He has a cigarette. He'll take a yeah. match. He'll he'll yeah. strike it off off the devil's yeah. skin and yeah. light his cigarette, yeah. and then blow rings into the devil's face, like that kind of guy, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, man. I don't know. It's it, so you were saying God. I, when I asked you why am I, what made me different from. Yeah, you were forced gumped into this into this world into this mindset into this consciousness there's nothing special about me or about you god decided to give us a certain perspective which perhaps is not common to our brothers and sisters that's it that's the reason okay there's nothing inherent about us it's just literally poof that's what it is. Yeah, but it, but you realize that it makes I don't want to say it makes us suffer, but it does make us like oh, it's not fun at all. It's make it makes us it makes it extra difficult for people like us to to get through this existence. You know, when you when you literally walk into an office and you and the person wants you to do x y and z or has some sort of proposition for you to do x y and z or participate in x y and z and you see right through him, and he can tell that you see right through him, and uh, and then you never see him again, either because you don't want to see him again, or because he see, he knows that you see right through him, so he'll never invite you anywhere again. Again, I mentioned this before. Political organizations, corporations, small companies, medium-sized companies, big companies, uh, I don't know whatever uh colleagues colleagues in my field if you recognize a psychopath that plays on people's vulnerabilities and they recognize that you recognize it you're immediately an enemy they're not even they're not even yeah yeah no they're not even it's not even that these some of these people are not psychopaths some of these people are just kind of like go along get along people or i don't know people just kind of like i call them low resolution operators you know like low resolution, you know? Like a guy that brought me into his office, supposedly religious guy, and, uh, you know, after the World Zionist Congress, and I gave them my ideas. Oh, that's nice. Da -da -da -da. And then he proceeds to hand me a little bobblehead, bobblehead doll of Herzl. And I joked with him, you should have given me one of Ruff Cook or Kahana. And then I, you know, and then I walked out of his office 
toss that thing in the garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like, just these kind of people. They're not, they're not psychopaths. They're just like, I don't know. There's they're, a they're just here to sit in a comfortable chair and collect a check. There's a spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Some people really don't know why they should. Why what? Why they should do anything yeah. to compromise any level of comfort that they might have. You understand? Like they're, they, they might, they might be able to see through the situation, you know, somewhat, but then they're like, why shouldn't I, what is it about anybody else that I should sacrifice any kind of leg up that I can have in this life? Some people don't know. They really don't know why they, they, it's, it's, it's a, it's a reasonable question. It's a reasonable question, you know? They see, they see all different kinds of people. We're talking about like observers here, right? They don't, have, they don't have it all figured out, but they're like, look, if I, uh, if I just play ball, you know, if I look the other way while this guy's embezzling, or if I, uh, you know, if I, if, if if I go get, you know, I'll pick up. Uh, my boss asked me to go pick up some, some go pick up his mistress. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Like, I don't want to be involved in that, but, you know, and I know his wife, his wife's a nice lady. Yeah. Right. So now I have to like look her in the face and feel guilty, you know, like pretend like I don't know, you know, that she's being cheated on or I'm just coming up with like, yeah, you know, yeah. Why so should I? You're coming up with telenovelas. And like, scenarios. I feel bad, but why should I? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I can just, he's going to pay me. I'm going to get in good with him and I, my life can become better. I can have more money, be more comfortable have more comfort, have more safety. They don't understand. They might sense their, their conscience, but they don't understand why they should listen to it. Yeah. It's a reasonable question. Some people want to know, what is the point of this? Why? You know, in, in some ways, those people are, are more honest than, than most people. I guess. You know, like what, like I have a limited time here. I don't know what comes after. Yeah. Okay. Some of these people are religious. I'm not talking about. Yeah. No, look, the person I'm describing is not religious. Okay. If the person that I'm describing is wearing a religious costume, that does, that just means they come from, from, from that culture. They're not religious. This is the mindset. This, this is not a religious person. This is a person that's wondering, I don't know if there's anything after this so why should i why should i deny myself explain so someone please explain that to me i have a couple of minutes to enjoy in this world you're telling me that i should sacrifice uh some of that comfort for some kind of cause explain to me why it's a, it's a reasonable question You should, you, we, we should be able to explain to them why. I mean, that, you know, we don't just leave it at that. It's just, it's just a reasonable yeah. question, you know? Yeah. Um, so aliens, huh? You really want to put me to sleep, huh? I'm already. Not that you're boring. You put yourself to sleep with these depressing-ass dark Merlot issues, okay? It's not Merlot. What, what are you talking about? I didn't even you drink made me drink. You made me drink the Merlot. You were the one talking about the... 
you know, the porn con. I was I was talking about avoiding the goddess cult. Yes. Don't try to misrepresent me. Yes. Bella. By the way, man, uh, Professor Shapira is like reading my tweets and stuff, and it's pretty cool. How do you know? Oh, because he's commenting. Because I can see. Yeah, you agreed to just have to follow up with him in about a month. He's does really anybody? Sick. Does anybody just before you continue? Does anybody in the in from the listeners know how to how do we know? How do you know if you're being shadow banned? on getter or on truth social like is there a way to find out like there, there's no way to know twitter has a like there's websites where you can find out on, on, if you're shadow banned on twitter that's for sure they already developed those you but, wanted to uh, get right just off even off that topic mm-hmm. i haven't had a chance to work on the talmud questions i literally cannot find a moment a moment we, of we, just... we, we got to do this I know. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to find a moment where I could just sit for 20 minutes and just look at a question, find some sources. You know, go, I haven't been able to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm good. So I, I didn't forget about it because we, you know, yeah. um, and also we we're supposed to watch a, at least a piece of uh, of Young Frankenstein. Oh, that that for sure is going to be a copyright uh, stroke. I mean, dude, we got a copy of Strike for for uh, the the Arnold movie. It wow. literally was like, yeah, it was like removed. It's gonna so be there's the- no way to include a, a moving watching a movie watching. Yeah, probably a scene, but I don't know. It's like, oh, if we're gonna pick a scene, I'd like for you to find a scene. Let me find it first, okay? Uh-huh. This is from Young yeah. Frankenstein. Sure. And this is all about maturity. Hold on. Oh my god. So young Frankenstein, just a moment. I need my glasses. Just FYI, my friend, we have this interview tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Not that it's super early, but, you know, we do need to uh, wake we're up at a reasonable hour. important right now, okay? I know, but I'm just saying we need to wake up at a reasonable we're, we're hour. culturally enriching people and ourselves. Yes. yes. Okay, young Frankenstein, uh, what did you do to me? What did you do to me? And this is important, okay? And there's, we're going to watch two scenes, two scenes. They're very quick scenes, okay? Hold on. Uh, the hell? Hmm. Just a second. All right, let's go to YouTube. Hold on. Can you go on YouTube and just type like, you know, what did you, what did you do to me, Young Frankenstein? Let's do, Let's do that. What did you do to me? Yeah. What did you? Hold there's on. a there's a thing. Help with the bags. No, not that. Do one. not open this door. What the hell are you doing in the bathroom? Okay. No, no, <laughs> no. That's Marty Feldman telling the story about his father. Uh, I don't know. There's no, there's no scene. Right. What did you do to me? Hold on. Um, I'll, Damn your eyes. That's I'll, I'll kill you. No, hold on. Hold on. I'll kill you. Hold on. <laughs> I'll kill you. Hold on. Just a second. 
One second, one second. Damn, I, I actually, I know this, I know this scene exists, okay? I'm just trying to remember, because I watch it on YouTube. Mm. Uh, hold on, mommy, I think he also says ma, oh, mama, right, he goes like this, oh, mama. Hold on. Let's see. It's, uh, put on, no, not put on the Ritz. Oh, it's a scene with putting on the Ritz, that's funny. That's yeah, okay. Okay, Abby, so Abby normal scene. That's that's a little different. Hold on, I'm gonna try one more thing. One more thing. Igor okay. got no body. Igor creation scene. Oh, grace and dignity. There it is. Young Frankenstein, grace and dignity. I'm sorry, folks, it took me a while. So, uh, let's there we go. See. Quiet, dignity, and grace. There yeah, but that's 41 yeah. seconds. I want no, 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 no a minute and six seconds. Yeah, a minute and six, six seconds. Six, okay, okay. okay one second. Let me just share the screen. Can you hear it? Barely, very low. You know what? Hold on. Let me let me let me find the. There was another. Here we go. This one is, might be louder. There we go. Nothing. Oh, doctor, I'm sorry. No, no. Be of good cheer. Science teaches us anything. It teaches us to accept our failures as well as our successes. Quiet, dignity, and grace. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't want to live. I don't want to live. Oh. <laughs> dignity and grace. <laughs> He's like, oh, mama. He's like, yeah. That's. <laughs> and then let's play let's play one more so i'll kick your rotten heads in it's, i mean that's that's has to be oh. yeah, there you go hello handsome this one yes it's like a four minute scene okay, it's it's just i'll tell you when to stop like i just want to see what okay Going in there. Bring me that candle. <laughs> Love is the only thing that can save this poor creature. And I am going to convince him that he is loved, even at the cost of my own life. No matter what you hear in there, no matter how cruelly I beg you, no matter how terribly I may scream, 
Do not open this door or you will undo everything I've worked for. Do you understand? Do not open this door. Yes, doctor. <laughs> nice working with you. <laughs> Oh my Alex, let me out of here. Get me the hell out of here. What's the matter? Uh Okay. All right. That's that's it. That's the that's the guy that plays the dad in uh yeah that's Peter Boyle Ray Romano yeah yeah he's a great actor he's a and uh, I just love that scene you know why why aside from it just being awesome mm -hmm. because we want to be like Teddy Roosevelt yeah. Especially the type of thing, the type of people we think we're taking on, right? You know, and we're like, yeah, we're gonna have to, you know, brave and go forward. We're more like, we're more like, like that guy, you know, where we're like, no, we're gonna do it, we're gonna take him on. And then as soon as we're, let me out of here, exactly. I mean, like, I'm just saying that. I, I just think it's funny. I think the truth is now, funny. Now it says uh, this video, our video is blocked and cannot be seen in two locations. What are those two locations? Uh, oh, well, listen, okay. The people, the people who are watching this live at least got to see it, right? People uh, in America and Canada cannot see our, our live right now. Oh, wow. Because of these content, the these copyrights things. So it's the live that they can't see, but they'll be able to see it. Yeah. Rewatch it. Yeah. All right. So let's see one more scene. And then we can, you know, we can probably wrap it up. We can wrap it up. But um yeah. either one. Gonna do okay. Th look, there is there is some there is some development with the UFO thing. Yeah. There's something interesting to say today. I just want to let you know before you say it, uh, tomorrow and Thursday cannot do the show. Okay. Hanukkah, Hanukkah events. So I guess the next time we'll do one probably be what? Mostly That's okay. It'll give, maybe, it'll give people a chance yeah. to catch up on our content. Yeah. We've, yes. We've been we've been pumping out more than you know than they yeah. can. So yeah. uh, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, I wanna should tell you where to go i would play it myself but i, I know that the yeah. the sound is better from your end yeah for whatever reason okay so i'm going to twitter oh this is like a ufo thing yeah uh it's just an it, it's a it, it's a one second one second one second yeah.
Okay. Second, almost there now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if if you go to uh, if you go to Jeremy Corbell uh, Twitter, okay, and you'll scroll down. Um, when, tell me when you're how there. Do you, how do you spell his last name? Because I don't. Uh, C O R B E L. Oh, oh, two L's. Okay, there we go. Jeremy Kenyon Lockyer Corbell. I see. Yeah. So you scroll down a little bit, <clears throat> you'll see a YouTube link that says shocking UFO admission covered up yeah. by yeah. So just watch that video. It's listen, it's six minutes, but it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's a it's a great six months. It's like, six months. minutes and 13 seconds. Oh my god. Look at that. Yep. One second. Okay. I think he brings up some interesting points. Yes. Share screen. One second. December 16th has passed, a few days ago. You probably didn't really think too much about it, but in reality, it was actually a very important date for those interested in the UFO topic, as my friend Jeremy Corbell reminded me. It's five years to the day since the New York Times first published one of the most extraordinary admissions of our lifetime. UFOs, or UAPs, whatever they want to call them, they're real. They're video, credible accounts of seeing them inside the Pentagon. There's been, of course, fierce debate on the UFO topic since the publication of that article. Are the pilots deluded? Was it equipment malfunction? Was it a failure? Does it have a terrestrial explanation like China or Russia? Is it the U.S. government? The point, though, is that since the publication of that article, a genuine sea change has occurred here in Washington, where public pressure and an inside campaign by pissed-off Navy and Air Force aviators has forced the issue so far forward that we know more today than arguably at any time since the Roswell incident in 1947. However, as always, with the UFO topic, we have our chief foe in trying to learn more about possibly one of the most important things facing humanity today. Almost since the day of Roswell, the Pentagon, through its initial project, Blue Book, and many other secret programs, has done its best to cover up UFO information from the American public, smearing pilots, believers, insiders, obfuscating evidence, spinning the institutional media to direct the interest of the topic towards things that they can at least control or at the very least push the public away from curiosity. Since the publication of that Times article, their hand has now been forced by Congress. Congress, of course, had its interest peaked in what the Pentagon was hiding, and has since mandated the release of two separate reports from the Pentagon asking what it knows about UFOs. Those reports themselves have been shrouded in misdirection and in media campaigns, but bears reviewing them both on its face. The first was extraordinary, because the Pentagon basically admitted, in at least 18 known instances, UFOs demonstrated advanced technology, unknown to human science, that they have zero information to explain it at all. But of course, that's not how the Pentagon spun it. They went to their pet outlets at the New York Times. They got the headline that they wanted. Government report finds no evidence that UFOs were alien spacecraft, they blared, which was then picked up by several outlets. What they failed to mention is that they also found no evidence for or against. They just didn't find anything. That seems pretty important to point out. Now, despite their machinations, they failed again. Congress demanded even more resulting in another report that actually dropped this October. Again, the Times gained early access to this classified document, and they spun it in the way that the Pentagon wanted. Quote, many military UFO reports are just foreign spying or airborne trash, that it reads, revealing a few couple of insane things. Number one, Listen. Chinese-made drones are frequently flying over U.S. airspace and U.S. nuclear facilities all the time. That is crazy on its own. It also offered some possible terrestrial explanations for the original 2017 videos. But furthermore, it still admitted some pretty extraordinary things. 
number one, many UFO sightings have conventional and even form-spotting explanations, which do, but many don't have any at all. And as I wrote at the time, quote, nobody in the UFO community has ever disputed many of these incidents have conventional explanations. They have always been focused on the 0.1%, which are fantastic mysteries. And the Pentagon wants this narrative out there so they don't face public and or congressional pressure. As always, though, they are masters of the game. That's why when the entire discourse was on fire about Elon banning journalists and whether posting publicly available flight data is doxing, another amazing event happened right here in Washington that nobody's noticing. The Pentagon convened a hand-picked list of journalists and decided- uh, Can you stop it for a second? Yeah. This is something that happened that I didn't know about like three days ago. Did you, can you, can you like go back to that? Like he was showing like, just, yeah. See, it says December 16th. Yeah. USD, uh, Ronald yeah. Moultrie and Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick Media Roundtable on the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. This happened like three days ago. Um, and he was describing, anyway, continue, continue. I just want people. On Elon Banning, I went through that transcript and I was astounded by some of the admissions. First is this, a question posed to the new head of the Pentagon UFO Task Force. Does any of the incidents that you're looking at represent a threat to U.S. national security? His response was an unequivocal yes. Next question. The Pentagon then is also not just reviewing the 144 originally described incidents that it can't explain. It now has, quote, several hundred that don't bear any human or known explanation under review. That is also a new definition of UAP or UFO. The Pentagon is expanding its search into past incidents to even include, quote, submerged and transmedium objects which fly or move underwater. And then finally, my personal favorite, it's an answer on the question of whether the Pentagon has any evidence of alien life or evidence from past crash landings. The new head hedged his answer very carefully, saying, quote, in terms of holdings that I have seen, holdings that we have gone through, I have not yet seen anything in those holdings to date that would suggest there has been an alien visitation or an alien crash. Note the operative word that I have seen. Also, by definition, what did he just admit? There are holdings of what kind? He does not elaborate. He even admitted there are, quote, many compartmented programs that this department has had over the years that are charged with, quote, such holdings. It's extraordinary stuff here. And to finalize, what does the media go with? You already know. Headline from the Washington Post. No alien life discovered on Earth, Pentagon says. It's almost comical at this point. They say they have no evidence for it. There's also none against it either. The truth is, we just don't know. All we're left with right now, questions, mysteries. Will we ever really know the answer? Probably not, honestly. But you've got to keep pressing. It's just too interesting of a thing to let go. Uh, Can I say something, two things? One thing is that uh, I've, I've come to the, I mean, I came to this conclusion a long time ago that probably 95% of newspapers, at least in America, are basically Pravda. So that's it. Like whenever people tell me, oh, the news, the news, uh, Pravda. The second thing is, what I, you know what I never, never understood? It almost seems like these agencies, you know, these three-letter agencies or whatever they are, is there a way to remind them that they exist because of our money? How do we, we can remind them? Short of short of uh, pitchforks, how can we remind them of that? How can I remind Colonel so-and-so who's hiding information from me 
that I'm entitled to know. You know, I'm not a big person on entitlement and feeling entitled to certain things. Believe like, that he doesn't care that you pay. He I, thinks that you should. And also you're not entitled to anything. He's a psychopath who feels that that you're a slave. That's, I mean, we that's what it is. Yeah, we've established, yeah, we've established. I'm just saying like, but so I, I know that. But, so what I'm saying is because I know that, there has to be a way for me to show, for me to demonstrate that to him, me and 300 million other people. Yeah, with pitchforks. That's the only way. That's the only way. Pitchforks or some kind of painful consequences that actually can reach him. Like, dude, these all these buildings, all these financial careers. You know, the U.S. government. You don't exist without me. You're a figment of your own motherfucking imagination. Like, I don't, I don't, I, this is something I never understood. Like, I, you know, sir, you cannot enter on government property. Motherfucker, I pay your bill. I pay your, your salary. Pardon my language. Like, I don't, as far as I'm freaking concerned, and the thing was the Reichstag fire, January 6th, but as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, even if people would have, which they didn't, gone in there, people who were like, whatever, on their own accord, which they didn't, most of them were agents, they went into their own property that they pay for. You know, that guy with the freaking horns walking around, you know, hey man, you know, with a raccoon tail, whatever, who was let in, by the way, who was hanging out with that security guard. We have it on camera, the New York Times video, whatever. Even he paid for that piece of property. It's his. I, 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 dude, am I, am I, am I just like, you know, naive? Yeah. Yeah, you're naive. No, because, no, because you're, you're, you're technically right but then the people we're dealing with are like well what the fuck are we going to do about it yeah i don't agree with you yeah you pay you pay me i'm going to continue taking your money no i don't owe you any explanation you're my yeah. slave what are you going to do about it that's who they are yeah. okay it's so i just want to out like a couple hours ago i i was on twitter and i saw hashtag lou elizondo and I'm trying to find it. It's very annoying. Why? How did it like disappear, like so quickly? Is there a way to look for hashtags like for trend, yeah, trending? Yeah, of, course. of course. Is there like a, a trending tab? Yeah, you... there is. It's on the right side. It's trending. I don't see it. Um, yeah, it's on the right side. What's happening? And then it says like different hashtags, but I don't see. Oh, that's on the right side. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, see Lou Elizondo though. It was like two hours ago. Oh, okay. So it, cha it changes every so often. How do you spell his name? His first name? L-U-E-E-L-I-Z-O-N-D-O. -E there you go. Louis Elizondo. But you, you want the hashtag or his his account? Not his account. Hashtag. Um, hashtag Louis Elizondo. Okay. So it's a statement on UMP final part. This thing? Two minutes, 20 seconds? No, no, no. It's, it was just it was just like a, a statement, a quote from him. Just yeah. one it's one sentence. Oh. Uh. It was like uh, it said it said it was something about that UAPs are from here. 
but is it two two minutes long or is it like super short? It's literally it's not even it's not a clip. It's a it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a text. Oh, uh, oh, uh, it's like okay. Uh, and it was it's and trend. it was part of a hashtag. It's part of a hashtag, and it just said UFOs are. So maybe let's look for photos. No, no, it, you know what it said? It said, "What do we really know about our Earth and its history?" Uh huh. Uh, one second. Okay, and that's in the context of what what the what the guys are saying in this report okay. we, we you know we, there's no it, evidence that ufos are extraterrestrial yeah. meaning they're not from another planet yeah. see they're getting away with these technicalities yeah. if you ask them nobody's asking the question that should be asked are, are there non-human intelligences from our planet that yeah. you know about let's see yeah. what they say that's the question that they should be yeah asked. i don't i don't see anything uh all right whatever that's that's i just i thought that would be an interesting uh yeah. follow-up okay so that's kind of what's going on with that um yeah anyway all right sir we're not going to do an episode in a, in a while if that's the case i'm going to torture you for another minute you want to do uh, one of the protocols oh god doesn't it drive you crazy that it's not completed you know that there's like a couple of missing- i guess how, why does that not flare up your OCD like it does mine? I don't it know. drives me mad. All right, we can do it. We can do it. Can we do like a segment tomorrow? Just yes. Yes. Yeah. Just like it's. We're, we're almost. Fine. Why don't we just cross the finish line? You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, USA. Yeah. Okay, USA. Anyway, all right, sir. I gotta pack my stuff and go home. By the way, screw you guys. I'm going home. By the way, Anne, I just want, I can't believe it. Anne Vandersteel, she uh, posted something on Getter today Mm -hmm. about the books. Interesting. The heck? Okay. And? No, I'm just saying, like, uh, Hmm. it was one of the, I think it was, no, it was Epstein. It was like somebody related to Epstein okay. who was like, he, he made a statement saying, I embrace my eat my my inner evil, my inner demon, or something like that. And that's how I that's how I uh wait. She posted this about this person or he posted yeah. it? No, no, she posted it. It was uh-huh. apparently a statement that they made. Somehow uh-huh. the word book was associated with it. Where is this? I don't see the post. I reposted it. You could look at my on my profile. Oh. I'll get her profile. It should be one of the at least the top five, six postings. Um, uh, Essence of Liberty, Tom Renz, uh, Bill Gates, Chief Fabrizio, Governor of Pennsylvania, Joshua Kenny. <clears throat> oh my God. Maricopa. I don't see any anything. I'm I'm I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm, it's almost there. Almost there. Okay. Hang on. Malenko book. Hang on. I think I got a notification because I made a... Uh, no. Hang on. Just another minute. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have your break from, from me. Don't worry. Uh, no, I'm just looking for... Go hang out with your real friends. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Just a minute. 
I was just, ladies and gentlemen, I was leaving Frank a, a voice note today about how people are so, oh, what should, which Hanukkah event should I go to? Where should I go? And this and that. And I'm just like, Demons surrounded Epstein. Les yeah. Wexner, friend and mentor to the late Jeffrey, yeah. admitted that he appreciated his inner demon as it was that monster that drove him to his success. And then she writes, what the F is a debuk? And then there's like an open substack. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. What the, what the F is a debuk? Mm -hmm. The, okay, so I want—I actually wanted to mention this farm thing before this this, yeah. this blog, where yeah. it says, "Understand, they aren't even hiding." No, no, there. I saw the word "gnostic." Yeah, somewhere in the description, somewhere. It's so hard to find shit. Yeah. Okay, it says, "What the what the f is a debook?" Evidence. I'm, I'm in the article. I'm in the this farm oh. at Substack. Yeah. So evidence the elite are performing intergenerational grooming on their own children to harness evil energies. Yeah. After coming across and digesting this this excerpt from the new painstaking well-sourced book titled One Nation Under Blackmail, which was, okay. So basically, you know, I don't know why the word the book is used here, but it doesn't mean inner demon. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to talk to her about that to kind of clarify. Just kind of, yeah. she yeah. thought it was interesting. Hmm. Yep, there's a lot of things coming out, man. Just a lot of things that are coming to the forefront. She just texted me. Let me. I'm curious if she if it was related to that. Mm. One second. Maybe what she said. If it's relevant. Uh, no, she just sent me. I I wrote to her. I I I can explain what a deep book is in reference to some you know. So yeah. to your post, she sent me a video. So I don't know. Check mm -hmm. it later. All right. I just thought that was relevant. Mm. All right, sir. Have a wonderful, wonderful Hanukkah. Yes. Party. And I and I'm upset. And I'm upset you're not calling and speaking to that girl that I want you to speak to. Listen, I'm going to hear the former Lubavitcher Matisyahu tomorrow, Satashim, with uh opener, opening act, uh the who was it? One of those bands, uh Soul Farm whatever okay and uh yeah and tuesday there's something else my brother-in-law's birthday party zebra birthday okay and uh yeah all righty then all righty all righty then remember he's like his landlord the guy who played that that hitman from Scarface. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> He's God. like Ventura. Yes, Ventura. Satan. He's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very funny Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Adieu. I bid you. Without further ado. Yeah. I bid you adieu. Dude, you got to listen to Lowell today. I will. Yeah. I will. I will. Oh, I will. I will, buddy. You. I will. I will. <laughs> Jerry. All right, well, Tov. Tomorrow, bye.